Hey there, and welcome back to the Six of Cups. The Six of Cups is a subset show of the Six of Swords. So this is the Six of Swords Series 2, and this is Six of Cups 3. Keeping track at the home game, this is a great example of why we do the Six of Cups for the sake of pleasurable conversations. I was listening to the album a few more times after recording this the other night, and... I realize there's even more and more things, so this is by no means an exhaustive uh, analysis on the album by any extent for now. Things will continue to unfold with that album as our minds continue to, as a singular uh, human entity in a way, understand it more and more and more. And I look forward to that discussion as it continues. For the meanwhile in time, this was a great talk, I think. Illuminatia and Zigor and TSK for coming on. A lot of great fun that we had. And, uh, of course, that's Nadia, Patrick, and Dave. <laughs> and you will hear more about who they are as we get into this episode. This is a great conversation talking about, well, modern events, you know? Just think of where you're going to be in two years, three years from now. Think of how you know you are well-adjusted in the world and happy and strong and thriving and vibrant and not reliant on pawn, uh, any kind of uh, forces that you would not want yourself to be at the beck and call of. Therefore, you are independent and you're living well and happily and thriving. And this is just quite simply what you will be doing. Just saying it. That's how it is. So in the meanwhile, we're going to jump right into this uh Rather, rather lengthy episode, and uh, see you at the Midtro. Uh, thank you to those who donate to the show as well. This is the place where the executive and associative executive producers, those who donate three hundred dollars per donation or uh, two hundred and more. So if you donate a donation of three hundred, you're an executive automatically. You get that Hollywood producer credit. Uh, same for the associate executive, and uh, if you're the only associative executive, you get bumped up. That's how the value for value works. This is, of course, the Value for Value role-playing game, so everything that you donate goes into the show. Final Sunday of the month, we convene with the Six of Wands, and in that we act out the playing game of roles that this month, probably going to have an interesting time with the current events and seeing what uh, things we weave through with that. So those who are in the know donate and get to play. And thank you to those who have this month so far. I'm looking forward to seeing what we're going to have on the final Sunday of this month for the Six of Wands that you can tune in live to. You go to the Six of Swords Discord, and you'll be able to uh, find the link there on the time that it's happening, which is going to be Sunday, the final Sunday of this month at 9 p.m. And in the meanwhile, do not forget that you can go to donate at donate uh, button at occultfan.com. You just hit that little donate button. You go there. You're like, hey, I'm, I'm going to, you know. You click it and you go there because that's how you go places. You click them and that brings you places because you're going somewhere. So anyways, <laughs> the language, isn't it? So anyways, makes me think of Modest Mouse's, you know, all this time you're walking his... You're just moving the ground. So, anywho, I'm um, going to say that uh, also thank you so much for those who do donate and find the game fun to play and appreciate that when you donate, say, $50, you get a potion or maybe you want to buy some ether for your magic. Uh, we have black mages. We have soldiers of uh, Steinarian properties. We have 
definitely a white mage who uh, casts a massive cure spell when needed and all of the good things that thieves can steal. So come join us the final Sunday of this month. And that's enough of the upfront showness. Uh, you can't be afraid to do those things. You have to put it out there. And people need to know where to go so they can donate. Thank you to those who have, uh, especially for those who are going to be playing on uh, the Value for Value role-playing game coming up at the end of this month. That's one of the most exciting bits about doing this show. So thanks for listening. Uh, this is a great conversation. It's going to bring you uh, even further in, into your center, and uh, you can already say to yourself, bless this immunity. You are safe. You are good. Everything is fine. Um, this is one of those things where uh, I'm going to just throw some dark journalist at you from this previous show talking about how Steiner talked about in 1919 how the air was already full of more electricity and I think that's all I need to say for now but um you know put the site where the site is and look at what the symbol for the sun is you know circumpunct uh, so stay cool baby it really is time to just be a good person and see how you can help other people this is the this is the cream baby all right, I'm, I'm telling you right now, that's what I just said. That's what it is. So, all right. You guys, be good to each other, really. Like, always remember that it's a choice and that love is the appropriate choice. All right. I'm more Vincent Omnia, always. All right, guys, into the show. <laughs> and the ray, and up, and windfall up together we go. Hey, welcome back to the Six of Cups. This is the Six of Cups, the third-ish, third one, I believe. We're in March now. You would never know with the way that the month's been rolling along and sudden jump off with the 29th-ish day of a year and a month or something, and then they change the clocks, and, and now there are more changes on the horizon, and with change... There comes uncertainty, and I think there's a Chinese quote that says, like, pray that you don't live in interesting times, and guess what, guys? That prayer goes unanswered for us, but that doesn't mean you have to have a freak out, and in fact, if you remember, you need to know where you're coming from to know where you're going. We don't have to look more than a few months back to realize that there were some giants of our modern profiteering and they are tool, and they said in a very clear manner that we're going to unfold this evening, and this is basically all we're here to talk about, is how fear inoculum gives us the tools to live like adults who are still spiritually and practically minded in these times. Because you're going to want to remember in five years, like, hey, remember how you acted during that time? So remember, this isn't the end for you, and you're going to have to deal with how you act now in these coming times. And um, it's even more subtle than that because, you know, how we act is what society we have and how free it is, basically. That's the not subtle part. But let's get back to the more obvious stuff. We have three awesome guests with us tonight. And I say awesome because each of them is literally that. They're cool people, and that's why they're here. It's... um. It's not a doctor of this or of, uh, I'm sorry if any of you guys are doctors, actually. Now I'm an asshole. And now I have <laughs> explicit button and it's not even done with the intro. My goodness. All right. Well, I've done that. The seal's broken. But let's start appropriately with gentlemanly. I believe that we all think and agree that Illuminatia should begin with a bit of an introduction. So hit us with one before we uh, get into our conversation this evening. All right. Hey, everyone. Yeah, I'm Illuminatia. Uh 
So uh, yeah, I'm a molecular biologist right now. I'm doing uh, actually uh, uh, virology studies right now. Um, I've been a bass player for 20 years. Um, love Tool, listened to them for a long time. So uh, I think I have a little input on this. I'm looking forward to uh, enlightening some people. Awesome. That was, yeah, that's a hell of an introduction. All right, you guys, uh, you're screwed because you did the good one. So just don't worry about it. Just throw, throw and see what sticks. No, D Dave and Patrick are awesome. And I'm the one who failed on that one, right? Or, oh God, now it's a black hole beneath us all. All right, well, let's let the ones who are afraid fall into that and we'll let it close up. And there it goes. See, that's how simple it is. But Dave, you're next. Why don't you say hello? Hey everybody, my name's Dave. Uh, probably see me around the random internets going by the handle TSK. Uh, probably mostly known for being a chaos magician, PGM practitioner. And uh, yeah, currently uh, living my best life in the uh, loving time of the current apocalypse in the Bay Area. Yeah, man, I guess we're getting all three good ones. Patrick, now the pressure's on since there's no black holes left. What's going on, man? How are you this evening? I'm doing good. Um, yeah, so um, I'm Patrick, a.k.a. Zigor. Uh, you probably know me from absolutely nothing. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm just a, I'm a fanboy of the Esoterica. Um, been listening to Coast to Coast since I was probably 14. Um, just done a lot of reading. Um, I am a, uh, have a degree in sculpture for whatever good that is. And yeah, that's about it. It's really cool. I didn't know that about you. Um, it makes yeah. me think of that X-Files episode, Grotesque, I think it is. The one where yeah. they have the, the gargoyle. That's the first thing that comes to mind. I'm sorry to do that to your entire art form. <laughs> hey, remember that one where your, your sculpture thing guy came alive? Yeah. Thank you for murdering my art, Nate. We're off to a great start tonight, guys. So I think we're going to do better than um, murdering art and falling into black holes. I get the feeling that somehow it's going to be like completely the opposite of that. But um, not to trivialize anything, but at the same time, we have to have the lightheartedness or else, you know, it's give me liberty or give me death. It's what's the quality of life. We're, we're be, you know, I'm not telling anyone to run out and freak out. I'm simply saying we're here to have a good time, too. Um, Nadia, you've listened to Tool for a long time now, it seems like. And you actually... We're saying that you listened to the album earlier today. Mm -hmm. So maybe uh, let's start with some fresh hot takes about what you feel about the new album and anything. I think that's a great place to start. Yeah, um, I thought it was, well, yeah, I, I started listening to the album the day it came out. It was odd because I was in Arizona at the time and I was off-roading and it was just, it, it, uh, it gave me an awesome feeling. But with this uh, COVID coming out here, I thought it was very bizarre that they came out with that album right before the outbreak. Um, very strange, you know, simulation confirmation stuff, you know. <laughs> um, so I actually pulled up the lyrics and they're in front of me and I've been uh, trying to kind of tear them apart, um, see, if, uh, see if I can get any uh, messages from them. I don't know if uh, Maynard's pulling a Nostradamus on us or whatever, but yeah, it's, it's uh, pretty interesting. Lyrics are super important, and we're going to get into the, the meat of that. I have the uh, the digital booklet edition. You know what you call it. Not digital booklet. That's actually a new thing now. Yeah. I have a digitally printed booklet, but uh, this is, the, the artwork in this is just amazing. It actually um, 
harkens back to the original um, Chapel of Sacred Mirrors books that came out way back in the day, uh, following the foundation of the uh, black border with the gold. Uh, anyone who looks into the artwork for the album will see that there's a it's really interesting character. But we're getting far too into the weeds already when we can get back around to it. So, um, yeah, I, uh, I, I think that all three of us or four of us, all three of you and plus me, the apparently non-existent now, uh, <laughs> the all three of us plus me can agree that this album seems to show some prophetic nature. I mean, it's directly about fear, which is, you know, contagious, which is like a, a trope of tropes. But uh, Dave, take us a little further. You've listened to the album as well, and uh, you have something to say about this to open us up, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of a lot of the same points is that it's it's just, it's, it's it's almost prophetic in a way, and you know, looking through the lyrics, and you know, I listened to this, uh, you know, especially the Fury Inoculum song itself a couple of times today, leading up to it, and it's like it almost eerily feels they're speaking very specifically about this moment in time, and it's it's not lost on the general public either. Like you look at the song on like YouTube, and you look at the comments, and like the first late like latest hundred comments where people are like, oh, this is talking about COVID nineteen, and <laughs> it's, it's pretty funny how that kicks in but uh totally you probably already know this about the song but something that i thought was really interesting was so the song runs like 10 22 10 23 so the exact midpoint would be about like 5 11 5 12 and that's the exact point that he says mitosis in the song so the exact midpoint of the song he says mitosis i did not know that yeah well it, that goes back into even furthering because i asked you to further it and you did the character that people can't see is bifurcated, but you see you want to tear away from this guy and go with this guy is basically the mitosis aspect in a nuts, you know? All right. Well, Patrick, uh, you're, <laughs> this is not fair for him to go last. <laughs> hey brother, what, what, what are you thinking so far? What, what do you, what do you want to, what do you want to? Um, yeah. So, cool. so yeah, I, I re-listened to it again today while, while working and, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, <laughs> The um, obviously the first time I listened to it, we were not in this state of paranoia we're in now. But yeah, it's like right after I was done listening to it, you know, I, I the uh, the the fear fear contagion got me, and I rushed right to the grocery store and stocked up on canned food and stuff like that. <laughs> but uh, I tried to fight it, tried to fight the the virus as much as I could, or the uh, the venom, the but, the, uh, the swole amygdala. Yeah, <laughs> swole. <laughs> the, the toilet paper aisle was completely empty. Yeah, I love. Uh, it was actually Illuminati's comment on Twitter that uh, made me this kind of like. It was a whole bunch of weird things that just happened, including like, you know, me tweeting out my ring and stuff, like a whole bunch of planets. So this is obviously kind of like, you know, so we're uh, the four of us here. But uh, she said that notice how no one's fussing about the, to you know, the, the toothbrushes and the, the dental floss. And besides the Frank Zappa fans out there who are just utterly offended that people would choose, you know, toilet paper over dental floss. I think that uh, it's a great point. And it's um, there's a there's a great um, writer named Anadea Judith, who actually had speaking of X-Files, her art, her her book was flashed in a in an episode of the X-Files, and it's talking about, stretching forward for the audience listening, that's not fun, but whatever, we're professionals, so deal. What happened was actually you connected because um, the uh, 
and a day with Judith being in the uh, X-Files and X-Files is something that inspired Tool. It actually totally comes back around. Hmm. And yeah, right, right, right. And so uh, by, by way of what Patrick said through the uh, uh, Art Bell show uh, because of the uh, Phi Up Day Award track. Now, anyways, basically... Um, uh, Art Bell X Files, you, you do the math. But anyway, so the point is, is in the Fear Chakra. You know, that's right. The, the fear. Uh, each there's seven chakras, and there's a, a negative cleave off, if you will, or a, a, a negative aspect to those. And the seventh, the root chakra. You know, like a root and a note, because it's all based off of seven. So again, in the seven base system, which is totally, you know, the tempest, we can do that because there's seven. Uh, once you enter into seven, you allow for the tarot, for uh, zodiac, for everything. Once you change that numeral from the basic English or whatever we call English T, uh, the green language is now introduced. So if you look at the root, that's where your butt is. That's the butt. That's literally, you know, remember from uh, this is explicit. We're talking tool Eric. Shit adds up at the bottom. And of course, they had discustipated, you know, you're vomiting, mm -hmm. but you can't. You know, uh, so it's in life feeds on life. And so they had a lot of those, you know, they were getting through that earlier. And a lot of their new music is about their own journey. But long story short, fear is the actual equivalent of a malfunctioning root chakra, which is where any kind of global control or any kind of top down authority, like, say, the priestcraft that tool would speak out against would try to attack you. They would try to attack you at your root chakra, Jenga, to tumble your entire ability to communicate down your Tower of Babel. You're acting like a baby babbling now. And I'm just making this up. but It sounds like it almost makes sense. Uh, so no, I, anyway. I, yeah, I get where you're going with that. So the hints, the fear of running out of toilet paper. Yeah, yeah. that's why that's why they're prioritizing their that orifice. Yeah, <laughs> they don't care about their mouth, you know, dental hygiene. Yeah. Nope, care about my butt. And it's, it's already over for everyone. It's already at the end. And so they're like, it's over, it's over, it's over. You know what I mean? Now, here's one I thought of earlier. The toilet paper, too, is a limited scope of focus, literally as a thing. Adam nailed it by lifting, like, the I feel big and cushy. You know, I was like, mm -hmm. wow, that's smart. And it's like, well, I, I came up with one that's even, like, stupid smarter. Like, it's like this toilet paper going along. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. Right. So you're in like getting shot mode. You're it's all going back to like the subliminal of like 007. The, and of course, that is that's John D. That's, you know, the seven, you know, and again, tools like, you know, talking to the audience saying yes. And, you know, say yes in English. Yes. Say yes in Spanish. Now say it in uh, or say it in French and then say it in Spanish. Yes, we see. So they're all about the sight and the vision. So you got the two eyes and the ability to do that. And then you have the seven, which is 007, putting your hand over your eyes like that. That's where 007 comes from. So again, is it your capacity to see into these things, to examine what's going on, to be like tool dissectional? And so basically the seven and seven that has to do with your uh, internal balance of your chakras going up the middle of your 33, your spine. And everyone's saying, why do we keep seeing 33? You keep seeing 33 because 33 wants you to see 33. You have a spine that is the root for all of your neurons, your all, entire process. All of your chakras ride up that spine. They're in the middle. That's your middle pillar, Jed. And after that kind of, you know, bases its entire skeleton, you know, that's your entire genetic line moving forward and your ability to 
you know, create everything. So 33 is saying, Hey, look, pay attention, pay attention. It's, 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 it's tons of things. But one of the main things about 33 is it's at the center of our reality. It's where Golgotha is. That's where the point of the skull and the crucifixion and 33 is just a number that screams out for attention. So is it people who are trying to signal to each other? I don't know. But one thing it could be is if you're trying to get someone to pay attention, putting 33 on it is going to make people pay attention. Anyways, that's just another part of the toilet paper and the James bonding and all of these things that we've seen flashed at us now. But before we go further, um, let's start with Illuminati and go down with the panel and see, we'll go to, we'll go to Zigor next, Dave, and uh, see if anyone has anything they want to say at this point. Oh, um, well, I, that's some interesting points. I mean, I uh, didn't realize that there were seven chakras and, you know, there's seven notes, obviously, in a scale. Uh, that's, that kind of blew my mind. Um, Roy G. Biv. <laughs> right. Yeah, that too. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, numerology is something that's uh, always fascinated me. And unfortunately, I haven't delved into it as much as I'd like. But you will. There's time. That's that's the actually that's like a big thing in society coming up. People are getting into that. Please excuse me. I didn't mean to, but that's oh. going to happen. People are just going to start doing this. That's coming around now. Yeah, yeah, definitely. like the '70s, but real. Right. Yeah, but numbers that I see important numbers are like three, five, seven, thirty-three. Um, and there's various significance between all that. Um, so, I, uh, yeah, I, I, I uh. You think Tool's doing that in their music too, since numbers seem to matter to all of us, like eleven, eleven, and stuff. I think so. Yeah, yeah, eleven. Right. That's that's another that exactly. Um, I think I think Maynard is very fascinated in the esoteric. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen his. Uh, he's got a winery over in uh, in, in in Arizona. Oh yeah, Caduceus uh, Cellars, which is a three and a three. Yes, exactly. Uh, and, uh, if you walk in there, uh, well, his, all of his wines are named after, um, well, you know, e Egyptian gods, like there's an Anubis, um, uh, I wish I could name him off the top of my head, but, um, no, he's fascinated with, uh, that kind of stuff. He loves um, cats too. I didn't know that. I didn't know he liked cats. I the Egyptians he... love cats. So it's a nice that's a good point. triangle. Yeah. Yeah. That's Todd Rundgren did the album raw. Mm -hmm, which is named mm -hmm. after an Egyptian god that came out in the same year as Star Wars, which is Star Raw. Raw. Roars Raw. Raw Raw. Star mm -hmm. Rars. You know, so you get everyone excited for a movie, you call it Raw Raw. Um, <clears throat> in 77, 77. Uh, yeah, well, the whole point about the temperance and the tempest and, the, you know, keeping your temper and being temperate. And, you know, it's like Futurama. Bender, you you haven't drank enough. You're, you, robot, you, you haven't drank enough or too much. I don't know. It's hard to tell with you robots. But um, basically, if you want to realize that we're all one DNA kind of gigantic song happening, the planets, uh, the planetary motions and how the Zodiac lives through us, you know, you call it like the harmony of the spheres. And it's a grand song so to live in harmony with one another to live temperately to know what your right balance is uh you know it's not too far to this side it's not too far to this side you know and crowley has like a liber t which is a cross and a t is two sevens side by side and that's why the one of the four cardinal virtues is the temperance 
That's why you have the song referencing that in part. It's also about a magician who creates an entire fake for the entire world. We're going to the final song to go over to the beginning. But of course, when he says the Tempest must be, you know, I mean, like one of the biggest things I get from this is he's saying, look, the technocracy and the powers that quote unquote are going to try to control things are going to do what they're going to do. Trying to lull yourself into some kind of disrepair mentally is only going to leave you in an agonizingly awful position when the time comes for the actual hammer to fall. Like mm-hmm. it or not, this stuff is happening. Like it or not, we need to actually live in a way that is subtly and cunningly aware of what freedom means now. And I will say no more than that, besides the fact that the answers really do um, unfold themselves in this album. This is the album for these brave new world Orwellian animal farmian times. And someone said Philip K. Dick too, and now we're all men in High Castle. Now we've included all of them. But mm-hmm. um, Zigor, it's totally your turn to say, uh, I don't know what you even say to that, but what, say, what do you say to that? <laughs> now we find um, well, out what I- someone says to that. I yeah, I'm kind of hung up on the uh the whole seven thing. So yeah. Um so they they yeah. So they they purposely um wrote um the whole album with seven in mind. So apparently they they didn't even quite communicate that to each other from what I from the article I read. They didn't even quite communicate that to each other. They were writing guitar riffs and all all that stuff and then they, when they got together they realized that they were writing them in in sevens um hmm. so they even said that they should have called the record volume seven um so yeah. yeah i mean that that was kind of my my thinking was that that it is a journey through the through the chakras or or the seven planets um almost like like this is you know the the seven the seven tracks that actually have um lyrics um are possibly journeys through the different planets um but that that was my thinking i don't know a whole lot about that kind of stuff so i am considering uh mostly the seven songs from the hard copy of the album uh there's the litany contra de per which is basically fear is the mind killer which is totally you know dune david lynch ties the whole twin peaks universe in now um yeah the uh, other one legion inoculant uh when brian peverly was doing a culture i was on there breaking down some of the earlier impressions of this and legion inoculants pretty much like being inoculated against joining the borg and um that's there's a big difference between joining any kind of fraternity or things like that than actually joining an actual capital a capital b borg like that's a real big difference and that's that has to do with <laughs> the hyperextension of 5G and um, uh, lack of privacy, uh, one understands. But um, basically, Mockingbeat is the penultimate one. I wrote an article about this a while ago, and it's uh, we're we're getting these three tracks out of the way for now. I because I, uh, I think it's fascinating because like you talk about like the seven with the Mithraic kind of thing, and I it's like you know the the Hecalot or the Chinese uh, seven uh, ascension steps, and I'm sure that there's something to look into there. But the the final track, Mockingbeat, there, uh, I think they're making fun of like the entire music industry right now by mocking their need to have everyone on a particular beat by showing that look even birds can be bird brain trained and that's there's no art or dignity in there and 
that's uh, there's an article I wrote about how the birds around here all sing uh, the car alarm song. And mm-hmm. I think uh, that's exactly what Mockingbeat is for the end of their album. They're just like, you know, here's a digital track, you know, and they like recorded it just like whatever. And yeah. I, I, I just want to address those that uh, for the sake of this conversation, we'll be uh, culling those voices and keeping to the seven um, main tracks, I think. I love the idea that the ones with Vox have like some kind of like, because, dude, you're talking to the, you know, I mean, I love that idea. <laughs> but um, basically, long story short, uh, I guess maybe we can start with like, um, or, or keep going, in Zen start, in the sense that uh, we can uh, go through tracks now. Let's go with, let's start with Fear Inoculum. Dave, your turn. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's uh, kind of like we were talking before, where it, it just it's, it seems like it's so poignant about the time that we're in right now that it couldn't have just been accidental. But um, kind of drawing back to something we were just talking about, I didn't realize that his winery was called a Caduceus wine, which, you know, Caduceus is the staff of Hermes, and Hermes' whole job is to be the divine messenger between humans and the gods. Mm-hmm, so it's, mm-hmm. and now we're talking about a track that seems like it's almost like an oracular or prophetic you know, message to us about a time that we're currently in now. There's just a whole lot of business going on with that. Mm-hmm. Sure. That's well, also the hospital uh, medical symbol. Caduceus, right. Caduceus. It, there's different pronunciations, but yeah, that's very interesting. He named his, uh, his son was Devo or something. He liked the name. Uh, he was obsessed with H in the hospital's H, but it had to do with like the song H too and how it's mm-hmm. like heaven and hell are both there. And it's always the same. It's just, uh, you know, you flip the H and you get an I and it's just you choosing. Interesting. I just made that up on the spot, by the way. I'm, I'm, a, I'm literally a useful idiot. I mean, that's, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I, I seem smart, but like, I just, things can like pass right through me and I'm like, yay, I said it on time because I don't know what that means. But okay, I said it, and other people can get it. So that's why I do this show too, because like just like they started writing in seven, I am mm-hmm. also a um, an oracle of prophetic poetry necessities, and uh, we all are here on this call tonight for sure. So um, the band's back together, and uh, I don't know if I got my sunglasses with me. That doesn't matter right now. Um, yeah, when you every time you keep saying um, the t- Dave, you keep each time you've done that now, and I've gone to look at these lyrics. You have said it's it's time, it's time, and every time you've been doing that, I've been reading immunity long overdue. So this overdue thing kept popping up when you were saying, oh, but you know they seem to be aware of the time that's and it's like been coming, and so I just thought I should say that like we're in that mix right now. It seems like. You know, if the album was made for other people to listen to and to talk about, then, you know, so do the do the math enough to know. Um, so it says like contagion. I exhale you. I'm going to read the lyrics for us to springboard off of. And Nadia, you're up next. Um, okay. Contagion. I exhale you. Naive. I opened up to you. Venom and mania. Now contagion. I exhale you. The deceiver says, you belong to me. You don't want to breathe the light of the others. Fear the light. Fear the breath. Fear the others for eternity. But I hear them now. Inhale the clarity. I hear the venom in what you say. Inoculated. 
bless this immunity. Uh, we'll stop there for now. But uh, what's your, what's your, which, which, what do you make of that? Well, you know, initially I was thinking, um, well, before all this, I, I, you know, I didn't even uh, think much of uh, panic mode. Um, I was thinking more along the lines of like, uh, you know, um, like media influence and that kind of thing. Um, how people will kind of form an opinion and they just all kind of nod their heads and say, yeah, you know, it's, uh, so I, I thought of it more as like, um, kind of a description of, uh, being too conformist, like social, um, uh, conformity, I guess is what I'm trying to go for. And now that I'm reading again with, you know, the new current events that I don't need to re-explain, um, uh, I think that's what he's actually talking about. I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's hard to say, but it's, it's that, um, that group think, and it's so dangerous. And, um, I think the lyrics are sort of encouraging, um, he's saying it's hard, you know, and it's hard. People are group animals. Um, and you know, naturally our monkey brains, we see somebody panicking and we say, fuck, you know, I need to panic too. There was probably like one dude that went and grabbed a ton of toilet paper and somebody else was like, well, he's grabbing toilet paper. I got to grab toilet paper. We got to go, you know? It's been in the movies just... like over and over again, like what you, we've seen it happen. We know better than this, but if we're thinking from down there, then no one's thinking from, they, they don't remember the movie. Yeah, exactly. Our monkey brain takes over, you know, we start to panic, um, especially, you know, when there's a lot of people in it, even, you know, I, I've fallen into the trap too. You know, it's like, okay, damn, you know, I, I, uh, maybe I should buy toilet paper. You know, I'm, I'm thinking like, no, 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 you know, you, you're fine. You're stocked up for a while. Um, and it takes, it does take a lot of, um, effort to kind of remove yourself from that because, and I think that's what he's saying, you know, um, where was that lyric? Well, they can't control people. They, if they're not going to follow orders, they're not going to be able to, make them follow orders if they're not in a state of fear mm -hmm. and so this whole idea of seeing one person freak out that's exactly what if you're trying to design a particular outcome you're going to want to have that happen you're going to test and see where it's at you know mm -hmm. i mean um to skip all the way to the final track you know the dubious date of serenity is that the dubious date of april well, which one is it? 15th, 8th, you know, right? Exactly. Which one is it now the 23rd? Is it now June 8th? You know what I mean? So yeah. the whole point is dubious date. And it's like, we, it's not unlike you to just, you know, give an inch and take an entire declaration of independence. So the idea is that if you follow what I'm saying, it's, it's the, uh, the listener, it's not unlike someone to do that. And then just completely, you know, Tippity, uh, tippity, tippity times there. If you give a little bit with liberty, but um, I think that's important to realize that you know the dubious date of serenity is uh, not just this seemingly like, are you gonna blow your cork again? When's the last time you had a tantrum kind of thing, which the tempest mm -hmm. is about. It brings it back around to how at first it seemed like you know socially not wanting to be around people. And then it had a deeper meaning, but I think it has all the meanings is what I wanted to say. That's what my response ultimately, Nadia, to you is. I think it has all the meanings. I think it has that meaning. I think it has the meaning that you thought of first and the one that you thought of later. And I think it's also probably ones that we haven't even thought of yet. 
which is exciting about this because we're only we're not this isn't one of those oh hey listen remember that one where they figured out all the hidden things this is a yeah. springboard we're trying our best like and that's why i bring up these ideas that like this has to do with potentially you know all the way up the scale catastrophic like uh they you know we talk about james keenan who goes by maynard and you can read in his book um uh, contra you know perfect union of contrary things uh that he you know chose the name maynard when he was a child uh in school as a character and you can see how he's like oh. you know, using this to project onto and in fact in maynard massachusetts uh what no agenda would call random number theory uh, there's actually a James Keenan field in Maynard, Massachusetts. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, and uh, James Keenan was actually, like, he used to live in Boston a bit and was, like, uh, worked at a pet store. And, you know, me living in Boston, working with pets, it's like, hey. I actually met him out there, but a uh, story for another time. Not, not like met, met. It's just an event where I bought some of his wine. But anyways, um so long story short um i i'm saying something about uh james keenan and uh da, 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 da. What, what was i just starting to say about the uh, thing before i got onto the thing about the maynard uh, thing he was projecting uh, onto himself who's creating i give up well uh what was i saying right before the manor bit i can i'm probably not even going to edit this bit out but <laughs> it's quite all right i'm going somewhere with this um i think i think what i interpreted was um it could be or this the lyrics could be interpreted um differently depending on the times it's kind of what you're saying luchadors this is why i'm not editing it out because that's where i was going with that <laughs> That's how my mind works. Of course it was. Um, Luchadors, he likes Mexican wrestling. He likes like wrestling and like staged things and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And his try, you know, and then you have to look at Pussifer and Perfect Circle to bring, you know, all of his influences and to see like what he's thinking. And he's obviously got that thing with Joe Rogan and Adam was just on with Joe. And anyways, and uh, thank you for your courage, uh, Uncle Adam and Uncle John. But um got to say that uh joe rogan being on the maynard video where they're making fun of trump and stuff it's not necessarily maynard or, you know we're calling him maynard now because that's you know he's successfully performed that operation so um out of respect for all of that uh maynard having this ability to um you know show his political side without getting too serious i think this is his serious side without getting too political um and he knows that trump's a luchador you know uh donnie is a lifelong uh democrat like Lizzie Warren was a lifelong mm -hmm. Republican. So, you know, I mean, Punch and Judy and Judy and Punch, you know. Um, so, and I, that's just where I come from. Everyone's allowed to draw their own conclusion. And God bless anyone in, in any situation, any club, any uh, meaning to you whatsoever. That's just what it is. And the same thing that how this country even started was from people who said, hey, you're not telling us when to do this. So I think that's why this song isn't just like they started writing sevens together. I think that there's actually um, that drives things in this world. And I think that's important that uh, it's the unspoken, you know, the thing that you can't really understand. And I think that these guys are such um, honest and loyal and, you know, receptive hard workers. Uh, they do the work, they do the due diligence to make themselves craftsmen of finely honed um, whatever this spiritual material is. 
I think that's why that they, um, you know, things, things arrange themselves so that things happen. Uh, the destiny of the universe is much larger than our understanding, but we're obviously dealing with the um, interface here. So let's go a little further into the song. Um, Dave, I'm going to go to you next because apparently Patrick's like the saint of the evening. He's just like, fine, Joan of Arc me. Go ahead. Whatever. Yeah, one other last thing about the song I was going to say is kind of what speaks on what you're just talking about how you know the it's it's the perception or the spectacle or how the you know the the way it's being played out on the media it's you look at the the lyrics itself it's forfeit all control you poison you spectacle exercise the spectacle exercise the malady so right there the root of the problem isn't the malady itself it's the way that it's being turned into a spectacle it's the way that it's people have to react to this giant circus you know oh yeah that's right yep patrick um, yeah, so I, I think my favorite, my favorite part is the uh, read my allegorical elegy. Uh, <laughs> I, I love it. I love it whenever any artist is just like, hey, this is a metaphor. <laughs> Interpret it. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. The fourth wall being demolished. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but the, the one segment that, <clears throat> that you read, like the part that really... Uh, you know, going back, going back a little bit in the song uh, is when the deceiver, the deceiver says, he says, you belong to me. Um, I mean, automatically that, that makes me think of like the Gnostic Demiurge, you know, yep. the first album or the opiate album cover. It's what they've always reeled against. It's someone telling you because Maynard went through the army too. remember he had the superiors. So it's, you know, don't step out of line. Don't you get out of line? You know, F you, mm-hmm. buddy, a tool is a term, you know, stuff like that. And it's also, you know, elegy sounds like eulogy, too. Yeah. Uh, they tied everything together on this album. They they brought, like, everything in. It's like a super egregore. They really, like, they, they, oh, man, I'm just, oh, my heart. Oh, I love them. Okay. Yeah, and, plus, and you got the part, you know, fear the others for eternity. As long yeah. as they can tell you who the others is, now yes. you have someone for the fear. And they That's can tell exactly. you who that person is. Yeah. And the venom and the mania is just like, oh, don't go near that person. They're a fever head. Like, yeah. If you guys have ever seen C-Lab 2021, the fever oh, heads yeah. episode, you got to see that. <laughs> Bring out shit. To- yeah, we're- anyways. So, um, <laughs> yeah, well, that's the whole thing. And there's all sorts of articles already coming out saying that this is already, you know, but it's like, it's showing where our hive mind is at or wherever our, like, the, the human's at right now. And yeah. Yeah, I mean, even um, so, I have this uh, this app called Nextdoor, you know, that has like all the all the people around me posting on there and stuff like that. And I live in Texas, and there have been numerous posts on Nextdoor of people saying, you know, I'm going I'm going out and I'm buying a gun. You know, what kind of gun should I buy? I got to protect my <laughs> protect my cans of food and and shit. And like, like yeah, that's the fear fear of the others for eternity right there. Mm-hmm. And their eternity is going to be a long time once they're dead on this realm if they do themselves in. And it's not okay. And I think that um, the clarity that you want to inhale, too, might be saying, you know, maybe everyone just needs to smoke some weed is something that I do advocate for adults of healthy mental states that choose from their own free will to legally procure it. This is not medical or legal or dental advice. Uh maybe 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 dental okay anyways no it's not but um so uh, back to uh back to philosophy for toilet paper 
Dude, I'm telling you though, that's well, it's also the idea that like let's smile more too. You can't be fucking upset if you're smiling, that whole thing. It's this really is like the black and white kind of like and it's it's like you gotta build like I was admiring um the skeleton with the triple like the hierophant head, Mm because it's like putting a skeleton like makes you able to visualize it more firmly and i was like wow they're using an idea visual representation to give you a skeleton that now you can actually build your triple godhead in if that makes any sense then you get it if you don't it's okay to listen to that again it'll eventually make sense to whoever yeah yeah uh, i'll listen listen to that again um, forfeit all control, you poison, you spectacle, exercise the spectacle, exercise the malady, exercise the disparate poison for eternity. Purge me and evacuate the venom and the fear that binds me. And then he says, talking about lifting your veil, which again, veil is also live, is also vile, is also evil, is also veil. It's that word. It's the E-I-L-I, it's the live word, live. Um, So uh, your veil, and it's lifted. So, you know, there's a lot about where people are in magical operations, like who's above, who's below. But one of the things that it talks about, the deceiver, and that's ultimately like what we're, you know, the ultimate worst things that the light at the end of the tunnel proverbially is just like an angler fish thing bobbing and then big teeth going rumph. And that's the idea of the deceiver. That's the idea of what you thought not being what you thought it was. People are more afraid of the deceiver than they are of torture. You know, that's the thing. And so the idea is that he's actually addressing the very directest, most, you know, it's like the biggest, it's like the chicken shittiest thing in a way for someone to be like, you know, like punching you while you can't even attack them. Mm -hmm. It's, It's attacking you while you can't defend yourself. So it's the biggest they're trying to defend you against that the most elusive um the elusive terror they're starting off with tools um spell here the the white lodge working through tool and it says the deceiver says that you belong so it brings up that idea of you know capital lettering your name or whatever and then it talks about breathing and of course numa is going to be next we're going to jump into that from here one of the things that dictates life is a pulse. A child is born basically when it takes its first breath. That's when it actually has the pneuma and it's now in exchanging with the organs that it manifested so its souls could enter into this auric field. And basically when you take a breath, that's where you can dictate like a lot about what the creature whose soul insouled creature is going through. Dark side of the moon has a particular beats per minute that it begins with. All human beings have a particular um, overall harmonic rhythm that uh, occurs through them. This album, uh, I want Zigor to get a little bit into the, because uh, I did not watch them, and I'm hoping that you know them for us tonight, bud, because I actually listened to the album twice today just to make sure. So um, I would like it if you could talk a little bit about what that's doing as a kind of therapeutic thing is we're going to get into Numa after this but he's talking about breathing and it's essential that we realize the ultimate trick is to give up the human body this precious body holding me for sake of some kind of technological and I know it's 20 years ago this would have sounded completely PKD now it's sounding like no come on man don't say that and then later down the line we'll be glad that we talked about this now 
So basically, there's a way to measure if you're still a human by your breath, by your vital impetus, <laughs> and how mature you are if you laugh like I just did. But <laughs> <laughs> but it's okay, man. We're good. It's good to be happy while you're alive. Oop. Oh, everyone's getting excited now. <laughs> okay, what did I do there? Caused a riot. That's right. No, um, soul riot. So, um, but that's what this, that's what this album is. And let's just get, let's get a little further. Zigor, what, what was that? Um, what was the music theory video you were talking about? Cause this has to do with vibrations um, and harmonies. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, as far as, um, so the, my, the main takeaway, uh, so I don't really know anything about music theory. I, I, uh, <laughs> I, I find it interesting. I, I, I did take classes on it in college, but <laughs> that was a long time ago. Um, so one of the things that, that he was talking about and man, I, I don't remember the name of the YouTuber. Um, <clears throat> but he was, it was some videos I found where he was analyzing the, um, just music theory wise, analyzing fear inoculum. And one of the main takeaways I got was just how, all the um, elements of the song, the the uh, the lyrics, the uh, and the the various instruments and stuff are kind of playing against each other, but but in a way that works, and that they don't really all they don't really come together in one harmony until he uh, until the line "Read my allegorical elegy," um, and then that's when it all that's when it all comes together and he all the, all the elements of the song start working together. Um, so I, I that, <laughs> that might've been why that was my favorite lyric in the, in the song, but, um, but also just like the fourth wall aspect of it. But, but yeah, so that's on an elementary level. That's basically where, uh, what I took, took away from that music theory video, um, was just that the, the song is kind of in chaos and to what you're saying about breathing, you know, it's kind of hard to catch a breath when when all these elements are working uh, not against each other, but just not in tune, not in rhythm. Not um, cohesive and yeah. clear. Yeah. yeah. I think you know, that's, that's right, an interesting point. That's an interesting point, because if you recall the intro, it starts off with, that, I, don't, I don't know what instrument that is, like some kind of bell thing, but it starts real slow. Bing, and then as the... Uh, I believe it's like a, a bass with an effect on it. Um, it's almost in rhythm with that. Like if you remember, it's like kind of a little bit more fluid. Um, and the uh, the other instrument that came in first, it's it's just ever so slightly off, but not so bad that it's you know it's uh, chaotic. But yeah, you make a good point where it's just. A little and it's almost like something's coming to life too like there's just this like emergence of this song um so that the um taking your first breath thing kind of reminded me of that as well without going too far into the weeds on this too of course this is uh that's not the first time they've used that trick when you look um at the holy gift which is the reordering of lateralis into the holy gift you're gonna find that it starts off with parable so it goes um it actually starts off with a bong like a um a monks being called the prayer kind of bell <laughs> and then it goes into like this body holding me it's already talking about centering yourself in that cohesive calm centered 
uh, structured state of being. If your body's like 70% water, we're well-structured water when we're meditating or something like that. And, uh, you know, we are in a way, it's the vibrations, like in a sound, when you uh, yell under a pool, you can, you know that better. And when it's like, you know, when someone yells through you, it's going through your vibes. And we're not just, you know, like infrared, you can't see the ultraviolet or the infrared. We're a lot of different things. It's not just like shoulders, knees and toes. It's actually like auric sphere sector seven. And I don't even know how else to do that better. But yeah. So, anywho, um, let's keep let's keep moving a little forward into this because we're we're really trying to do the best we can to get a lot of ideas in here. We're not telling the whole story, but it's interesting to say that read my allegorical elegy when he's like, "All right, God, he just like gives in or something." And he's like, "All right, I don't exist anymore. There's no more ego to freak out about things. Now things are cool again." That's what I notice when you put that together like that. Now the music is cohesive because there's no great eye telling it, you know, mm. so th- th- there's, there's my response. And he's talking about in the next track, moving into Numa, which I think, um, quick poll here. How many people might like Numa the best on the album? Numa. I don't know. Yeah, I, kinda I, like I do. <laughs> yeah, I, I do, too. but I think it's also because the lyrics is basically like, the quickest introduction to Gnosticism that exists. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, the, the lyrics are just so warm and welcoming. It's almost like welcome home already. So it's like, how, how right. not do you? Oh, but it's okay. I just, I just want to take the, the, and Pat, what did you say? Oh, I said, I like descending. Descending is good too. Yeah. Um, it, I like how it used to be called a slash descending. I don't know if that means anything, but it always reminded me of the work of Dane Redyar, who talks about the same kind of musical concepts of the world uh, descending into being, like the angels mm-hmm. descending. And I, I'm sure that's worth tying in when we get there. But Numa, for now, since that's uh, four and we're on two, and that's enough Hitchhiker's references. Um, and I think that Dave, we got to remember what we talked about earlier about the, uh, you know, the, the, the spiraling, uh, torch and who, you know, what it means to be calm and still be around to be part of that, to be around for when they read the elegy. But, um, you know, cause if you're alive after he's dead, then you've definitely done that surviving. But, um, we are spirit bound to this flesh. We go round one foot nailed down, but bound to reach out and beyond this flesh become numa we are all <clears throat> we are will and wonder bound to recall remember we are born of one breath one word we are all one spark sun becoming child wake up child release the light wake up now child spirit spirit bound to this flesh this guise this mask this dream wake up remember we are born of one breath, one word. We are all one spark, sun becoming. Numa, reach out and beyond. Wake up, remember. We are born of one breath, one word. We are all one spark, eyes full of wonder. So at the start, when we're talking about the spirit and the flesh bound down, uh, nailed down, you can, of course, think of the pace of you, uh, which is represented in David Bowie's Black Star video. Interesting. But, um... Patrick, why don't you start us off talking about Numa with the um, spirit and uh, being uh, flesh and that we are bound to remember and 
about the breath and the word. It sounds a lot like ruach in the Hebrew and such. So what do you got to say, buddy? Start us off. Um, so, so the whole, that whole track, I mean, it, uh, it definitely calls, you know, calls up Carl Sagan's, uh, very, very occult, uh, quote, you know, that's, that's often repeated pretty often, uh, often repeated often. Um, the, you know, that we are, the universe created us so it could learn about itself. You know, I'm paraphrasing, but, um, so that's, to me, that's what this, this track really recalled uh bound to recall um (laughs) but um you know it's it's uh, universal consciousness um there's one part let's see i like the word play with bound and bound by the way that we are bound to do something and you are bound to do that because that's the same kind of word play he's using on tempest with all the different who's who's talking to who but you are bound to this flesh and we are bound to reach out past it yeah um, so it, um, kind of, it also, um, brought up the visual of, in 2001, uh, Space Odyssey at the very end, the, uh, the star child at the very end. So, you know, sort of saying, you know, that we're all one universal consciousness and that we're just kind of in a prenatal stage, um, and that we'll be born into uh, some greater entity. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Look at that. Anant, it says, A-N-A-N-T. It's from the True Black Tarot. So if people want to know what I was just, you know, disrupting with, that's what that was. Jesus. Can't even let him finish a sentence. Yeah, just the, the crazy Gnostic theme in this track always gets me. I, I love the You know, the whole, uh, this flesh, this guy's, this mask, this dream. And it talks about, you know, wake up, remember the spark becoming one. You know, it, it's got that whole, that whole Gnostic theme going throughout it that, you know, this reality is not real and that we've all got this divine spark or whatever you want to call it. And we got to wake up and realize that, and, you know, rejoin the source, the whole, you know, redim the demiurge, all that good stuff. I like hearing about how that the light is what's freeing us from our fate and stuff like that. Cause like, man. That is so heavy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like the people who are trying to make us more faded and the people who are trying to make us more free. And that's why the one guy's like reaching down to like the static negativity and the other guy's like reaching up into the positivity, like also having faith. That's the connection too. That's the difference between someone who has faith and someone who is um, divine feedback cut off in a way uh which is what fear does of course that guy's in a state of shock and fear and if you if you're in fear you can't trust other people and you become lonely and isolated and that's what that guy is now if you can trust other people you're in a place of centeredness and calmness and you understand that you have your own things that you work on but you're not darkness (laughs) you have some darkness but you are not darkness you have the capability to feed those wolves one or the other the black wolf and the white wolf. And you always want to choose the white lodge, I think. But I think that um, we're not even really on the moral aspect so much as the morality of being aware that like you are an eternal being. So uh, Nadia, what do you, what do you want to say about this? Um, you know, I'm actually looking at time signatures right now for this song. Cause I recall, um, well, I realize, you know, now that I'm hearing the bass line in my head right now, um, and I'm seeing a lot of people 
saying that it's the time signature is 3316. Um, there's some uh, seven eights in there. Um, it's yeah, it's kind of all over the place. Um, but yeah, there's that seven and 33 again. So um, I'm not sure if the people who analyze this song realize that uh, 33 is the magic number. Um, yes. they just, um, but uh, I, th I think it's uh, kind of interesting. I keep running across that. Um, so uh, I don't know. That's that's all I have. Sixteen to say about is that. seven, of course, and it's also the tower, and it's the tower is the you know the tower card being hit by the lightning spark that causes life in the nucleus of a cell, causing ions and uh, reactions of mitosis to occur, and uh, basically life. And um, I think that. Uh, the idea of you know being bound to the flesh but trying to be more than that without submitting to something that's electric only do you see so the 33 and the seven is like some kind of i mean the tower <laughs> there's a lot i don't know i look forward to breaking this down further but basically there's a 33 and a seven and that's also a six by virtue of 33 and seven which is 76 which is or 67 which is capricorn but uh yeah. Yeah. That's what I am. <laughs> but are you uh you're a, you're a winter birth then? Yes, I am. All right. Are you a January or a December? January. All right. What is it? January fifth. <laughs> Get out. That's funny. Uh, Patrick, oh. you're uh, you're one month. You're one month later. Yeah, yeah February fifth. Shut up. How funny. <laughs> yeah. I, that, that is nice. And uh, Dave, now that we're just doing this, what's your birthday, bud? Yeah, February sixteenth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sixteen. All right, all right. Sixteen. There. You, when when were you thirty three? Me? Not so. I'm not. I'm no, no, Dave. When were you thirty three? I'm thirty eight now. So five years, five ago? years ago. All right. I'm just wondering. Twenty twenty fifteen. Yeah. Well, because you know it was you being born on the say the sixteen. All right. Anyways, and I'm September twenty second, which is none near you guys, but. It's September 22nd, and it's the birthday of The Hobbit. Now, it's enough of that BS for the listener. Let's keep going. <laughs> <laughs> I did that somehow. I take full responsibility. 76 being, oh, it's a Capricorn thing, right. Um, I'll say this about uh, Masonry. Our lodge is at 76 Day Street. So it's, it's really cool. It's Day Street, but it's Capricorn. So um, anywho, long story short, I think that... Um, there's a lot to be dug into in the musical signatures that if we know more about it by, uh, you know, by the end of this video, it'll be a miracle because it won't be because I know anything about it. It'll be because my, my dear guests have scurried out and found the Illuminati squirrel nuts and brought them back to, back to the show before it was over. But I think there's a treasure of um, secrets to be found within the actual numbers that they used as that is the carrier agent in the first place. So um, I'm going to stop talking now. I'm going to say, does anyone have anything else to say on Numa before we keep moving on into uh, Invincible? Um, so what is, uh, why, do you, why do you think he says we go round one foot nailed down? Why is it only one foot? <clears throat> so 
there's this idea about like the 13th step that he brought up, right? And there's going to be like the idea of circling and then spiraling. And a circle only goes in a circle and a spiral, then it ascends to a next level and then does it again, it ascends to a next level. And that's true alchemy, spiraling upwards. I think that uh, basically one of the things is we just, most of us just tend to keep circling around and not seeing things from a new vantage point. And so also it's a state of just being alive in the first place. You're not going to be anything but nailed to flesh. You are crucified while you're here. So we go around, you're going to be nailed down. Uh, he's saying, look, you're not going to be anything eternal, eternal right now because you're actually going in this process through this life uh, until death of being nailed down. So you're going to go around diurnally as each day, you know, the wax and the wane comes and goes of the moon and the sun and, the different uh, transmigrations of the souls occur. We find that um, we evolve or devolve, and that is ultimately the path that we're trying to um, help people with. The four of us here are uh, typically seen as evolvers. You know, we want people to go upwards, um, and I think that's uh, you know probably the actually uh, the, the warp and woof of the this uh, the reason for this conversation. So let's continue on to invincible. Well, one thing to throw in another. Sorry, too, sorry, the, go ahead. Uh, yeah, about one foot nailed down. So an, another time that you hear that that one foot nailed down um, come up a lot in mythology and other things is when talking about the, the polar axis or the pole stars talking about like Ursa major and Polaris and all that. And that's, you know, what their earth is revolving around this axis and uh, you know, the pole stars and the stars above a lot of times too, where my dogs are going nuts. Um, they were also thought as the, the, the gate that, you know, the souls would come in and down through. So your soul coming serious. in and down through the world. Yeah. It comes down yeah. through the pole star, which is one foot nailed down. Right, you know exactly what, what the place of you is. Go on. Yeah. Well, the way I interpret it was um, it sounds almost like he's trying to point out our duality as far as, you know, so above or, oh, damn it. Um, what am I trying to say? Uh, kind of a, um, we're in between two universes, the spiritual and the, uh, I guess you would call it real. I made quote fingers. Um you know, the grounding, you know, we're, uh, I also think of, um, well, I won't go into that. That's, that's going to take us down a big long rabbit hole, but I, I guess my interpretation was just, uh, you know, we're spiritual creatures. Um, and, uh, our reality is we, we live in dual realities. Um, so maybe that's all I don't, that's how I it's think. Not, that's, that's not far from how I understand things myself. So I hear you. Actually, that's probably how I understand things. And Dave, I didn't mean to uh, jump on your point there, but uh, yeah, no. I uh, when you when you look at the um, you know the dogs barking, they were trying to say like, remember that you know Sirius and the Sirius star there. There's probably some Syrian entity going on or something. And I, I used to think that people were joking when they said that stuff, and now I'm almost trying to actually analyze it. But um, yeah, the idea is that uh, David Bowie has like those characters you've seen. We, all of us have seen the Black Star music video, and mm -hmm. they so those guys like and he's going in a circle like that. Yeah, um, you can read about this in Peter Lavenda's um, book, The St uh, Stairways to Heaven, and it compares like Hebrew mysticism with Chinese mysticism, and I believe pagan or something. But basically, the long story short is that he's talking about how the Chinese describe that rotation around the Milky Way as the pace of you one foot nailed down so again that's, oh, that's interesting yes. oh gotcha got like a compass 
Well, exactly like a compass, and that's why it's always pointing north, or people are always praying to a certain direction. Or like a drawing compass, one foot nailed down, like it's revolving, like you've got one point in the middle, and then you've got the other one that's actually moving. Interesting, sorry. Spiral out from the set. Well, that's why you need to control yourself, that you may master yourself, so that you will not be controlled by external forces, so that you can spiral out from your center stably, so that you can then have impact or influence. But you can only impact that which is in your compass of, that encompasses your compassion, that mm-hmm. which you can influence. So how wide is your circle? Well, Lon Milo, brother Lon Milo Cat says that, you know, the world is as big as your mind. And I, I tend to think in terms of like Giordano Bruno, like your universe is as big as you want it to be. Um, so basically, and Dave knows my mind can reach anywhere I want it to anyway. So <laughs> long story short, um, I think that descending is after this one, but first we have to deal with the fact that these guys are also getting older as people. Like they're actually like going through that, that life where the mm-hmm. flesh no longer is you know on the rise pun totally intended but anyways <laughs> <laughs> hoyo so the another reason that um the directions are important and being orientated is, as a spiritual concept is important too is so that you know you you don't get deceived but it's also where the rising sign is why do we care about when buildings were erected for example or when children were born you know, it's the rising sign. So it's the impetus, it's the influx of the energy at that point. And that's like why we take blood for when someone's sick. It's like taking the blood of that person's soul. You know, it's saying a culture, that's what your star DNA is. That's what your natal chart is. So um, we're also bound in a way to our fates as well. Like half of us is bound to fate and the other half is bound to that tampering with fate. And um, there's a lot to be said about like really activating one's life force by leaning into what you call your true node. That's your true north in a way, speaking of compasses, so that you can know what best to encompass with your compasses. Because Nadia is right. It's not just a compass. It's a compasses. But um, so let's go to the third track because this is going to turn out to be way longer than my girlfriend probably, oh, oh, it's already, oh, boy. All right, well, let's just keep going. Time's <laughs> out the door now. I love you, JJ. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being my girlfriend. Thanks for, um, you know, that longer down the life when we're listening to this, when we're older and we're still together and this is all like, oh, you did that. I said, yeah, I did because we do that. All right, so <laughs> that's, that's true magic, folks, right there. So moving forward. I think that um, Invincible's talking about, you know, the armor's growing thin, but um, mm-hmm. let's, let, me, let me just pull out what's funny about too, and I don't mean funny like, ha, ah, look, they screwed up, but it's just neat to get the booklet because there are different lyrics in here than what you're going to see online specifically. There's a few things, but anyways, I'm going to breathe right through this, breeze. Long in tooth and soul, longing for another win, lurch into the fray, weapon out and belly in, a warrior, well, Warrior struggling to remain consequential, bellow aloud, bold and proud of where I've been, but he, but here I am, beating chest and drums, beating tired bones again. You can already think of that old luchador in that other Pussifer mm-hmm. music video. We are all yeah, uh, age old battle mine, weapon out and belly in. Tales told of battles one of things we've done. Caligula would grin beating tired bones, tripping through remember when, once invincible, now the armor's wearing thin, heavy shield down. 
Warriors struggling to remain relevant. Warriors struggling to remain consequential. And then um, basically, yeah, I'm going to finish the lyrics. Bellow aloud, bold and proud of where I've been, but here I am where I end. Tears in my eyes, chasing Ponce de Leon's phantoms. So filled with hope, I can taste mythical fountains. False hope, perhaps, but the truth never got in my way before now. Feel the sting, feeling time bearing down. So um, let's go with Dave first. We're just going to throw it at Dave. Yeah, so I listening to this song and listening to the track a couple of times, it's like, I'm not sure if this is where you're trying to go with it necessarily, but it, it just it brings me back to like, you know, my old time as a police officer, making me think of friends that are military and stuff like that. It's like, there's just this weird, it's not necessarily weird, but it's like this, this, this feeling that all those guys tend to kind of have of, you know, like being the old soldier, like the whole Spartan mentality of of always battling on, even when you're not a soldier anymore, you still got that mentality. Even if you're not in law enforcement or firefighting anymore, you still got that mentality of picking up the tools, doing the job that needs to get done, no matter how tired you're feeling, no matter how beat down you're feeling. Um, and then kind of towards the end, we're just talking about trying to remain relevant. It's like, you know, what, what does a soldier do in a time of peace and trying to, you know, trying to figure out what your place in time and what your place in the society still is after the war is over. Like, what are you going to be doing from now on? You know? Yeah, absolutely. That's hugely insightful. Um, I, I wouldn't have thought about you. You struck me there because like, there's a big thing about, um, you know, valuing, not giving up that I think is a trait that can be used for excellent things. And it can also be extremely dangerous if misapplied as we understand. But that's a, that when you said that, cause I'm like, yeah, man, I, I, I won't put down my working tools until I'm done. You know what I mean by that? But, um, let's see here. Uh, I, I think that's a great answer. That's let's go to, um, let's, uh, let's go to Patrick next Okay. Um, so honestly, uh, <laughs> this is pretty, pretty embarrassing, but it reminds me of the, uh, Logan movie, the Wolverine movie. Um, you know, it's, I don't know. It's a, the whole track is, is almost could almost be the theme song for that movie, but, um, you know, it, yeah, it's just like the, the idea of, yeah, uh, you know, obviously it's very autobiographical for them most likely uh just feeling like oh shit it's been it's been almost a decade or more than a decade since our last album <laughs> should we keep going with this or not um and just i feel like like that too is also a sign that you're not panicking about dying tomorrow from anything by the way just but carrie that's like that's like you know the the long slow panic but sorry continue i did i just that seems like somehow relevant right there. Yeah. Please uh, excuse my interruption, please. So uh, one, one thing that probably most people know, but I thought I'd bring it up is the Ponce de Leon thing. Um, so he was, you know, kind of known for searching for the fountain of youth. Um, hence, it's them chasing his phantom. They're trying to find the mystic mythical fountain of youth. Um, but yeah, let's, uh, I mean, that's, it's a really great song. It's definitely, definitely, it, it works pretty well when you're in the middle of, uh, <laughs> manual labor, <laughs> it, ke- it keeps the motivation going. But, and I'm yeah. sure there's something in there too, like connected to what Dave said about that motivation aspect. 
Yeah, and like the line, uh, you know, truth never got in the way before now. You know, a soldier does what a soldier's ordered to do. That's right. And it's also the idea that, like, you know, you can't do 25 push-ups. You're just like, can I can do 27. It's like the truth never got in the way. You know, it's like, well, anyways. <laughs> Nadia, ladies first and last, of course. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, going along with you, what you guys were saying, it's, I think it's just about aging. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, realizing your uh, vulnerability as you get older. Um, and I wanted to point that out with, uh, so, <clears throat> lurch into the fray, weapon out, and belly in. Um, and when, so bellies are used a lot in the English, actually everywhere. The representation of a belly, you know, is when, uh, you're opened when your belly's out or, you know, like when a dog is lying on his back and he's exposing his belly, he's making himself vulnerable and trusting you. Right. Um, it's, it's a sign of either trust or a sign of submission. Right. So as you're aging, that becomes, you're starting, you know, as your armor's going down, heavy armor down, uh, your belly's slowly starting to be exposed, right? When you're young, you know, you're, you're, you're blocking yourself, not really from reality, but kind of, you know, like it's, it's different. Like your, your gun is out, you're on the defensive, you know, you're, you're, you know, piss and vinegar, bah. Um, and uh, because you think you're invincible and you're out and you're like, fuck it, I'm going to kill. I'm sorry. <laughs> Language. It's all good. It's all, no. Um, yeah. Uh, I take all responsibility for that. This is uh I click the button and it says explicit and you can say that it's just, we, you know, we obviously try to be cool, but whatever, you know, it's, it, yeah. it happens. Sorry. Yeah. I apologize. I'm, I've, I've got a funny note. Let's just keep on going. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah. And uh, yeah, as you get older, you do get become more vulnerable because, you know, you, you realize that, you know, as, as you're getting, as your, I guess your mortality is, um, is uh close right it's coming things are coming you know closer and closer to death and you're oh you know you're you're not as uh not as strong you know well not i mean you can be but yeah as a warrior you know your your armor starts to break down and uh yeah i think it's just uh kind of like i guess it sucks getting old kind of song <laughs> It right. ties well, together with the idea of the fear inoculum and the situation that we're in right now, for uh, because that's a, the main thrust of what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Notice how it's also those whose heavy shields are down that are most um, perceived as being the vulnerable ones right now. That that concept of who's vulnerable is in the front and center of the very. Uh, War, you know, the very mechanism of what we're talking about right now, if that makes sense. It's yeah. at that level that people get, you know, it's at that level and it's at the who's weak. It's really uh, this album. If we can do a good enough job by the end of this conversation, uh, at least enough of the heavy points, there's a lot in here. This is all written for this time. Like, we just need to be cool enough to figure it out. Because I think, you know, it was made for people like us to do it. I mean, it had to come out of some people. It's not like hieroglyphic. So I figure we're going to get a lot more out before the end of the night's uh, 
that before the end of this is gone. I figure we have at least 45 more minutes to go. And I think that uh, we can get through the rest of that and some practical tips by the end of it. So let's soldier on. Mm-hmm. Um, Descending has lust mord on it. And um, I, I, before we soldier on, do we feel like we have uh, we've carried uh, we've carried enough of the the song with us now? Uh, do we think we're good? Yeah, one thing I just yeah. add real quick I thought oh, was funny. First, first, I I I, I love I love connecting the whole idea of vulnerability to belly in, and belly out. But I, also just from like a comedic literal reading of that, I love the idea of age old battle of mind weapon out belly in of like the knight grabbing his shield and his sword and then trying to suck his old beer belly in to try to get his armor back on. Yeah, <laughs> that's the guts, boys. We're the Ghostbusters, right? <laughs> Man, this is uh, this is this is actually really. God, I'm grateful we're doing this because I feel like people are going to be identified with this too. And it's like, we're just, we're just, you know, we're not running around like we're all going to die. We haven't heard that one enough on this show. <laughs> and uh, by the way, I do, um, this show is supported by the value for value role-playing game model. It is an homage to the value for value that was originated by the pod fathers, Adam and John. Uh, and if you don't know who they are, then why are you listening to this show? But um. They are the ones who made the value for value model, and I decided I make things too, and I give credit, and I will continue to make things on the value for value role-playing game, which you, as you donate to the show, can use your money in that world. Wait, this world? (laughs) I pretend I'm actually in a different world than most people, but no, I could tell you that, and you still wouldn't know, so I'll tell you that. Why not? Hell, you can know. But anyways, the point is, is that your money's used in both worlds, this world that you think you're in, and the world that the game's in too which is probably where I'm at. So <laughs> come there and you'll see me. Actually, no, I'm trying to actually free myself using this game. Whoa, that's getting crazy. Oh, I like that. Okay, anyways. Whoa, that was a great spell I just cast. All right. <laughs> so moving forward, yeah, 50 bucks gets you a potion, but the, the XM, that's me. Some people, you know, it's, um, I'm very, uh, I'm more interested in the fun of the game. It's not about like, oh, did I get to use, it's like, if you're having a time, we're going to throw you some, you know, it's about, so like they didn't catch the unicorn in the descending forest, for example, which blows my mind. So we're going to have to see what happens to that unicorn, but it doesn't just disappear like the genie that got ripped apart or the chupacabra. So play the game. It's fun. Donate to the show. If you like what you hear here, uh, it's paypal.com. Uh, and you just do it to a cult fan at gmail.com, or you just go to a cult and hit the donate button. But uh, I prefer you do the former way. And I know that's like totally I should make it way easier for you people linking. It's like, why can't you make it so I just click a button? I'm like, I know. I know I should. So until then, if you like the show, donate. You'll get your name mentioned uh, at the typical value for value levels. $300 is executive associate producer level is 200 And then, you know. If you want to be in the Midro, we like that a lot. Anyone that's underneath 49, uh, you know, that's for reasons of anonymity and now on with the show. But yeah, that's the Valley for Valley role playing game. And that's how you can help support the show. And we play on the Six of Wands, which is the live interactive show on usually the last Sunday of the month. That's when you're Sunday of the month. That's when you're going to be able to go on and play the Value for Valley role playing game and hopefully not get eaten by a chupacabra. But, you know, if you do, that's your own problem. So. Moving forward, we have Descending. And Descending is, uh, you know, many things in the world. It's one of those great things about this album that it has multiple meanings. But he says, free fall through our midnight, this epilogue of our own fable, heedless in our slumber, 
floating nescient. We free fall through this boundlessness, this madness of our own making. Falling isn't flying. Floating isn't infinite. Come, our end, suddenly. All hail our lethargy. Concede suddenly. To the quickened dissolution, pray we mitigate the, ru mitigate the ruin, calling all to arms in order. Drifting through this boundlessness, this madness of our own making, sound our dire revelry. Rouse all from our apathy, lest we cease to be. Stir us from our wanton slumber, mitigate our ruin, call us all to arms and order. Sound the dread alarm through our primal body. Sound the revelry to be or not to be. I'm holding a skull up, by the way, just for the person who can't see that. <clears throat> Playing the part. I'm, the stars are projectors. <clears throat> Mitigate our ruin. Call us all to arms and order. Sound the dread alarm through our primal body. Read the revelry. To be or not to be. Rise. Stay the grand finale. Stay the reading of our swan song and epilogue. One drive to stay alive. It's elementary. Muster every fiber mobilize stay alive stir us from our wanton slumber mitigate our ruin call us all to arms and order all right i'm going to start with dave on this one because dave and i bond a lot over like just guy like energy and like we get the kind of like mars thing going on so i want to kind of uh, a lot of call us all the arms and order talk in here Dave, why don't you why don't you start us off with what you get from the song and, and, and such, and uh, and connect it to the, the 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 current climate and where our society's going. That's we only have about forty minutes left to do these other ones, so let's let's uh, let's dig in. Yeah, well, I mean the song's you know mostly like it talks about being you know being asleep or apathy or um, you know, having no drive or the one drive to stay alive, lethargy. It's, it's, it's kind of like, especially in our current times right now, it's like people are either completely apathetic, don't care about anything, don't want to know about anything, or they're in complete panic mode. So this song speaks more to the first where it's, you know, just about not caring, not knowing, whatever. But as we've talked about before, it's like, you know, especially I guess we're talking about the times right now, like it's good to have a little bit of preparedness. It's good to be a little bit aware of, especially how other people are acting and such right now, but you can't also just hide under a sheet, but you also can't just run around with like chicken with your head cut off. You know, it, it's, it's, it's time to be the order in the world that you want to see. You know what I mean? Like I've got kids and you know, this would normally be a really scary time for them. My kids are not even worried at all. Like they don't even care. They think this is kind of funny in a sense, you know, because mm -hmm. you know, they hear all the stuff that I talk about and go through with them and, I, I think they've they've kind of even on their own would choose to be the same way of you know you don't want to give in to the panic and you also don't want to just close your eyes and hide and cry yourself to sleep and hope it all goes away like you or you know there needs to be a certain training. people it shows yeah. that it takes training to get people into this and that it's not natural and that it's all manufactured and the kids see through the bullshit just to to validate and understand what you're saying they know better. It's uh, the quickest thing that no agenda, like if you want to listen to like 10 seconds of another show, it's a good enough show. I don't mind if you listen also to no agenda that um, 
one hour in and one minute in, I believe. Just hit the one hour mark and go for a few minutes. It's a woman at John Hopkins who's a total spook. And if you've heard the last show, um, I think it's like uh, Toilet Preppers. Yep. If you listen to one, uh, 1225, so that's uh, Christmas, 1225. If you listen to the Christmas one um, number, then you're going to hear it one hour in a woman from John Hopkins say uh, that we're trying to spread as much chaos, confusion. Well, it's basically what she says. It slips right out of her. So mm-hmm. she says that, and it's it's exactly what it is. So kids aren't hearing some expert from John Hopkins because the experts are currently the people who are either listening to this podcast or they're the people freaking out. We are the experts. Think for yourself. Question authority, right? Well, that's us. Let's go to Patrick for if that's all right, Dave. I don't. I. I sat, I'm feeling the time bearing down on us. I, I. I'm half joking and half deadly serious as Saturn needs me to be. So, Patrick, please carry us forward. Yeah. So, I mean, I took it to be <clears throat> kind of the uh, like the the death card in, in Tarot. Um, so, you know, essentially saying, you know, the this is the epilogue of our own fable. So. Uh, you know, so it's like a time for a new beginning. Um, I feel like is what the the gist of the song is. Um, once again, I, I think that the um, they have another fourth wall breaking kind of. Hey, this this means something else by saying it's elementary. Um, I took that to mean that they're saying this is about the elements, but yeah. Um, yeah, that'd be that that'd be my. When you say this is about the elements, what do you mean? Um, so that's kind of going back to what I, what I was saying towards the beginning about the. I feel I feel like the album, uh, like the on the on a higher level, is like a journey through the chakras or through uh, it's like a alchemical, um, process. So it starts off with you know the root chakra like you were talking about with fear. And then just kind of ascends ascends through the chakras. Um, so I feel like that's what he's kind of trying to say with the elementary part, is that this is a an alchemical process. We are we are creating gold. The strength of our ego boundaries is the result of each properly resolved developmental crisis. Yeah, this is an extremely important book. If you're uh, listening to this podcast episode, uh, Eastern Body, Western Mind by Anadea Judith gets into these chakra systems. I wrote a, um, uh, I have a triple major and a triple minor, and it took me seven years to get through school. And I have English philosophy and psychology for the majors in neuroscience, law, and, um, excuse me, film, not philosophy again, film for my minors. And one of the classes I took was for philosophy, and I managed to wrangle this into it, and I got a D minus on this paper because the professor refused to believe that chakras were real. So I wrote a kick-ass thing based on this. It was revolutionary, at least at that school. I'm not saying I discovered anything new because I didn't. But <laughs> the point is, is that it was awesome. I totally, you know, that's what you, stupid, stupid nail, get down. We don't need no education at this college. Um, the seven chakras, by the way, uh, the, the first one uh, and the second are somatic. And they are physical identity, self-preservation, and emotional identity, self-gratification. 
And um, I'm going to say that I like how you're recognizing, Patrick, that this is like a, a, a trip through the microcosmic system of the macrocosmic and that, that, you know, the ascending and the descending, you know, because like the angels descending and ascending could be a macro metaphor for like our consciousness's experience itself. But like that very microcosmic organ of putting the tongue on the tip of the roof of the mouth to close the actual um, electromagnetic subtle energy in the Taoist system, for example, the, those are real. And if you have a fo properly functioning flowing body, then you're in a state of harmony and you're able to ascend and evolve and be with others or whatever the language is, but to actually just be a person, a uh, free individual. And then it goes to the third chakra, um, ego identity, self-definition, uh, six, social, uh, oh, sorry, uh, I said six because I was thinking of Tifereth, um, but this is the heart chakra, social identity, self-acceptance. I'm pretty sure I love myself. It's pretty darn sure. It's pretty certain. Uh, creative identity, self-expression. So um, those are the uh, third, fourth, and fifth uh, chakras. And those are egoic. And then six um, being your third eye and seventh being your crown. Uh, archetypal identity, self-reflection, and universal identity. And here's for all the Gnostics and the Chrysaud. Self-knowledge. That's the crown chakra. And you can see all of this artwork and the mitosis from the negative pain self and the upwards evolution body. And it's someone who is in a positive electromagnetic state. And you can see how centered they are. And um, the artwork all ties into this and everything. But Nadia, it's definitely way, way, way your turn to talk. <laughs> yeah, no problem. Uh, you know, I understand that the lyrics are kind of... Um, you know, it, it, they're encouraging people to come out of their apathy. Um, I kind of related that to how things are kind of going with our government. Um, I'm a little worried that people are becoming too comfortable and too distracted to realize that um, our government is slowly starting to um, uh, have too much power over us. And, um, you know, we get a lot of treats and snacks and fun things and Netflix to keep us, to keep us busy. And, you know, we got our jobs every single day that we have so much focus on and we got to keep up with bills and we've got all this stuff that's distracting us from what I'm afraid is going to become tyranny. Now I'm hoping that our constitution will protect us from that. But at the end here, um, it, uh, it says sound the dread alarm through the primal body, sound the revelry to be or not to be. Um, I think, I uh, I don't know if I'm going off on a limb here, but it sounds to me that you know, if freedom is life. You know, you're not you're not alive if you're being oppressed. Um, so that's, that's what the that's Bible's kind of about. And Alison Gray, you know, oh, she's part Jewish, or she's very Jewish, and she would know. And I'm using this inflection because I'm part Jewish a little bit. Not the, I'm Jewish-ish. It's not that. It's not a big deal. I just I'm just saying that you know, people, you know, enough of the persecution already. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I think it's, it's like the analogy of putting a frog into water and then slowly boiling it. You know, it's going to kill the frog and you're boiling the frog. It's not like, it's not a complete, it's not immediately obvious that this is happening. Like you're not right. just chucking the frog into the hot water. Pepe, uh, Pepe, yeah. that's what you get, Pepe. No, Point's Pepe. probably entering. Yeah. Chatelet. Yeah. Um, that's, that's very true. Um, that's something that 
I value about the this this show that I do, um, the Six of Swords itself, the Six of Wands, Six of Cups, Six of Discs, it brings together the three different main important communities that make up my lifestyle, which is the liberty or the freedom or the, I used to call it conspiracy, but it's it's just the liberty community. And then there's also the hardcore, magic-y, spiritual, uh, Gnostic-y, and then there's just straight up art, music-y, weird, you know? And somewhere in between all three of those, you get what I try to bring to the table. And that's huge when you talk about the Freud, the, the Freudian, uh-oh, the frog in the boiling water there. Um, that's something that's a very common meme that's used in the, you know, uh, people who care about freedom and liberty because that's how these things happen. It's never, it's it's common understanding where it used to be that, you know, Things happen little by little like that. It's mm-hmm. and that's just um, so to rouse yourself from that apathy is to suddenly have eyes again to see. Mm-hmm. And if people suddenly start see what's going on, they are gonna start to or you know, start talking on Six of Cups about it, and they're gonna start organizing with reason and empathy and with courage. And uh, yeah, you know, stay the grand finale. You know, there's a lot about the swan songs and the epilogues and this, as a lot of people can notice. And of course, the Zeppelin, they covered uh, from Houses of the Holy. Houses of the Holy is, as I was mentioning earlier, I believe, uh, we were t- well, long story short, in a private conversation, I was talking about how the cover of Houses of the Holy is from Arthur C. Clarke's Childhood's End. And that's also a Pink Floyd song, Childhood's End, off of Obscure by Clouds, which was the album before the year that Houses of Holy came out. And I need this to say that these things are sufficiently connected by virtue of what Araman represents in Rudolf Steiner's cosmogony. Now, what the fuck smart talk was all that jazzy? Okay, tell us. So basically the real Satan, or whatever that is, isn't so much Saturn or coldness or negation as it is the act of humans being uh, disconnected from their warm human bodies and placed into a cold metallic consciousness that you just pray loses its source power so you can go and return to source again. But yeah, you have to watch out for an invisible sphere called the eighth sphere or what's called machine consciousness, basically. That is the enemy of human consciousness in one respect. And that is why we have to reach out and become NUMA and organize so that we do not allow the technocratic state to slowly boil us. And I think that's why we're going to move forward into culling voices, because that sounds like a lot like some Georgia Guidestones culling the beasties. You know, it's like um, Harvey Birdman, time to cull the beasties. And I think that it's not only just culling the voices, because, you know, Maynard's like... These are songs that are in people's heads and my voice is in people's heads. And so like they think that, you know, it's not a far step for him to write a song about other people having imaginal interplays with him. You know, it's like as simple as if someone hears him say, fuck you, buddy, and starts going, oh, no, fuck you, buddy. Like there's some magic going already. And so he's doing a whole thing, recasting his tale. He's protecting himself. Like there's a lot of stuff going on in this album from like his level of things. It's just like they say with this current experience we're going through in March of 2020, it's not just one thing happening. It's a whole bunch of different interests culminating using the same broad brush of archetypal stroking. 
and this stroking happens to be butt wipe stroking or fear based stroking. And see, it's a hot. See, I know exactly. It's a high with a low, like inserting do 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 do, and then having an actual song about him and his mother and stuff because Jimmy. So, culling voices. Speaking of James, disembodied voices deepen my suspicious tendencies. Hearing conversations we've never had, imagined interplay, psychopathy, don't you dare point that at me, heated altercations we've never had, or so I'm told, yet guided by them all, every single one, psychopathy, misleading me over and over, judge, condemn, and banish any and every one, without evidence, only the whispers from within, psychopathy, misleading me over and over, imagined interplay, psychopathy don't you dare point that at me all right let's start ladies first this time um you know <laughs> this is luckily i'm female so i won't sound sexist here but um as a woman and many women can agree uh they tend to um what's 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 a way i put it before something gets um like a splinter will get into our brain and it'll fester um, and what I mean by that is uh, we'll get something in our head. Now, some guys do this too, but mostly I've seen females do this. And I'm sorry, you know, for ladies calling you out. The middle of the episode and uh, we are having a great time, I think. So this is the mid-tro. Main thing about the mid-tro, besides any kind of notes that I might want to say about the show. Uh, besides that, <laughs> there's just so much that I listen to in the album and that we just didn't bring up on the show <laughs> that's the biggest thing but instead of like the past couple of uh i've been thinking about like what i should do should i just start throwing all the ideas that i had no you know what if we didn't say it we didn't say it this isn't the time to go into the greater analysis like i said we'll have that conversation coming up uh if you have anyone that you know of that's really metaphysically minded and really good and i i mean i will be the judge of <laughs> good um uh, and do not waste time if they really are good you you will know you'll you'll get the right pings and i'll, I'll definitely be appreciated but uh you can hit me up on the uh, discord six of swords discord and if you need to know how to get that link to the discord by the way you can always um find a way to message me i'm sure you'll figure it out through the contact on my website or twitter or otherwise you'll find me cult fan as well as that this is the point where those who have donated at the 200 to 50 point level get mentioned so thank you uh we also have those who are donating at the 49 and uh 99 and below point which makes it so that they don't have to get their name mentioned lots of people do this for uh, different reasons uh one person does it for well probably the most weird and interesting reason i've ever heard but that's their own reason of course they're anonymous so i'm not going to tell you <laughs> it's kind of goes against their whole thing but uh yeah your secret's safe with me it is especially because you're buttering my bread here and i love it and i continue to get things from this because now it's a professional thing for me and i bring more of my a-game to it and it's getting better as it goes it's like any good initiation it's only going to build and build and build guys thanks for listening to this i hope you're getting a lot out of this um just remember to stay your own true path write your own gospel shared some cool martin armstrong and one of my buddies like i don't like these productive models and i'm like all right you don't have to that's cool and it's like i'm like i'm just not going to share that with those people i'll share it with other people because you know the podfather seems to dig the martin armstrong in particular but i'm not getting in the weeds on this 
I find him useful, but uh, what do I know? I just, you know, I think it's helpful. Uh, what I like about Martin Armstrong is his kind of, you know, large-term, large-scale look at things. But, uh, you know, no one can predict everything, and even Socrates ended up eating hemlock, so I don't know, dude. Well, that was darker than I meant to go. <laughs> really, it is okay. It is. Um, no matter what happens, um, I would insist, though, the one thing, because, like, I think the Divine Trickster is super important and sexy and wonderful, and I appreciate the energy that's brought. And, you know, it's, it is what it is, you know? It's like, it's it's the Tao itself in a way, but you can't spike it. <laughs> spike it. But, um, so, like, I do think it's important to realize that the aspect of perceived evil is that which says that this is over, or that which would try to arrest the Divine Trickster. Evil is that which would try to arrest good or uh, Divine Tricksterism. Uh, the flow of art and energy and spirituality and uh, healings of of this world and time as it is fed to us, so to speak. And I think that, like, we need to make sure that we keep free is one of the ideas I'm just trying to get across, uh, is be aware that recommendations are recommendations. They're not dictates. Uh, dictates are dictates. You should follow uh, within the letter of the law to the proper degree, of course, I think. There's uh, all sorts of nuances here, and none of this is legal, medical, or uh, dental <laughs> advice. But um, I do, I do want to just get across to you that it's all really, uh, you know, it's all happening. We're unfolding. This is the next level. We're entering into the next. This is it. You know, we're all connected by the machine of loving grace and the five G and the everything like that. Just, just can put up with it because you're not going to go stopping this. This is not, that's not how that works. All right. So we do have to put up with that. But at the same time, my original message is to not get lost in the aromatic sphere. Do not get involved in negative daydreams. It's especially important right now for you to call those voices in your own head and to be very loving and good to other people. Things are only going to get amplified. I knew this was going to happen in a way. I said, you know, the going gets weird, the, the weird turn pro. I, I didn't say that, you know, Hunter S. Thompson said that. I just happened to say it also and agree with him. And that's how I live. And, uh, this is when I turn pro. <laughs> hey! So, anyways, let's go back to the show. Uh, um, please don't be mad. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, they'll, they'll hang on to something in their brain, and it starts to morph into something uglier. Um, and instead of, you know, confronting and talking to people, it'll just, it'll just keep festering in their brain and it becomes this big deal thing that really doesn't exist. Um, uh, you know, heated altercations that we've never had. So I'm told yet guided by them all, every single one, you know, it's, you know, oh my God, you know, she said this and they look way too much into it. Right. Oh my God. You know, does he like me? Did he, did he think I was fat in this dress? It's like, or it you could know. be like, or, well, you know, I heard that he was sick. Oh, well that could totally be my interpretation was just, you know, uh, inventing things that weren't there. And I'm using a very lighthearted example with, you know, just basic kind of drama stuff. Um, but if he was sick, I mean, that's, I guess it's completely different. No, no, but... no, 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 no. I'm, I'm using that as an example, something that was never there. Like I could say, oh, that Patrick, you know, Dave and Nadia don't go near him because, mm -hmm. you know, so that, but that's bullshit. Like he didn't do anything wrong. Right. That's, that's yeah. what I, that's what I meant by that. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. But, so, yeah. Oh but... God. I'm sorry. Um, oh, I was no. The uh, like the cashier at the, the grocery store when we went earlier was sniffling the whole time he was like putting away our groceries and stuff and like mm -hmm. there was a pretty good part portion of me that was just like 
oh man we're gonna have to like sanitize all the food when we get it home and, yeah. <laughs> and everything yeah. but at the same time i was like i know that's not really me thinking that that's that is the disembodied voices <laughs> of everyone online that's freaking yeah. out everyone around me because yeah fear is the mind killer and that's that whole litany contra de la peur. wow almost french sounding um yeah no the floor is open when i did that when i when i start to talk about you patrick it's the floor is open you uh, I think that um, I think that like the main thrust of the final parts of our conversation this evening, I w- I, I really want to hope that we can discover some cool, more hidden stuff in this. But let's especially think about what this means as we've been discovering this overall story in this album, with what we're looking at now, and what the most effective ways to talk to those who actually are going to get their stuff together. Like it's like a math equation. We know this is going to hit a certain amount of the population in reality. You know, it's like the no agenda joke. We don't, we're not actually going to pretend that they're going to have more listeners than they're going to actually have. But for those subset of listeners who are actually going to do something based with this information, I'd like to, to go out to them. We might even be hitting a lot more people than we expect because this could end up on like Reddit for tool and suddenly it's like, holy crap, holy crap, holy crap. And that happens. And uh, that'd be really useful because uh, if you're uh, if you're realizing this, guys, if you're actually what you know, people used to make fun of as a tool fan or just like ever just never even cared about that or and but are a tool fan, like this is like the ultimate honor you could pay to like a band is to actually like you know learn from their modeling, their role modeling, and they're laying it all out there for us. So um, I hope that this conversation's done a little bit of clarificatory work because we've got three fucking awesome people here, plus me too. <laughs> so <laughs> healthy ego, I guess. Uh, mer. So let's keep going. Dave, it's your turn uh, to talk about this culling voices concept. And we're, we're not in a rush. We're going to, I'm sure that my girlfriend will, that will be totally cool with us going. Plus, now that I've mentioned her again, I get to say that her name is Rhonda Blanc, and you get her jewelry by going to her Instagram until I have a better way to do that. Dude, like Elton John's favorite band wears her jewelry. That's how I, so I'm like, dude, get it. <laughs> get on her list. It's a, it's like Austin, she got Austin Copic lines coming up, but get on there. Even in this economy, get on there. She's protective work is a upward spiral for you. So I don't know what that all was, but she's going to let us keep talking. So Dave, I'm going to let you keep talking now. Right on. Yeah. I mean, I can see, both ways of what we were talking about, you know, the, the internal voices and the external voices with, you know, with the internal kind of um, like what Nadia was saying, it's about, you know, the stuff that we tell ourselves and the loops we let ourselves get into, you know, say somebody says something to you and you get offended and instead of just bringing it up, talking to them, you go home and you're like, Oh, that guy said this, like, I must think I'm an asshole. Well, this guy said this and this, well, this is what I'm going to say to him. And then you get yourself all psyched up and you imagine this whole argument that you're going to have with this person that never existed. Mm-hmm. So that by the time you finally talk to them again, you're all pumped up and pissed off about this argument and these things they said to you that just happened in your imagination. It didn't actually happen. And now they're completely out of the loop and have no idea what's going on. So then they start thinking about all the stuff that must have been happening behind the scenes. It just goes on and on and on and on. Exactly. It's that unfoundedness and a lot of the stuff that people are... You know, anyone who's getting caught up these days, that's exactly the mechanism it's going on. That's what it is right there. Yeah. Um, and uh, I really, uh, I appreciate the fact that like the Buddhist quote is that the anger, you know, the ass, that your anger inside is an acid that's only harming the vessel you intended to throw it at. Yeah, the whole drinking or holding onto a hot rock and wondering why it burns you. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, for sure. 
Um, no, well put. Yeah, like um, that's a big part of this song is why it's important to like what's going on right now. That's a really like all yeah. Um, that's the external voices is, you know, it's, it's kind of that same, that same process, but now instead of just your own self doubts and your own self anxieties, now you're starting to listen to like, okay, you know, all these people are panicking and then you read the news about, Oh, so many more deaths today. And then you read a Reddit post about all these other people getting sick and you got now all these yep. other voices in your head telling you to be worried, be concerned, yep. be worried. And you're, you're guided just, by them all. Yeah. You're just perpetuating one. Well, the point is, is that it's like every single one and it's like, people are looking for what now, what now, what now, what to Second-hand do now. Secondhand psychopathy. Yeah, that's exact. Well, it's psychopathy too, because it's also antisocial. It's, um, it's just misleading. Um, it's it's leading us away from unification with one another in any functional way. It's uh, the opposite of a body of people together as a body uh, that has a functional head, so to be called. But the 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 judging and the condemning. I mean, we can bring it to the tarot cards again as well. The judging card, the judgment card, is the angel card first of all, known beyond. Uh, it's the 17, 18, 19, 20, which is star, moon, and then nineteen is the sun, and then uh, the twenty is judgment or the angel card, which is is known. So, um, it's important to mention some, uh, but condemning and then banishing. You know, you remember the whole Me Too movement came along, and then. A lot of people were uh, rightfully having their Saturn come back around and get exposed, and other people were getting judged, condemned, and banished just with the whispers. Mm-hmm. And that was uh, psychopathy. You know, literally, he's saying in this song too, "Don't point your imagined interplays at me." So he's also doing a proper banishing and um, buffer spell, where he's saying, you know, any any of the crazy shit that someone has thought of because as a result of anything that's ever been related to and you know you any of us or him, it's all in their own head. And don't you dare point that at me, you know. Well, so the other funny thing is, things. You, you think about the whole like social society decisive this psyop that this could possibly be too you're telling everybody to self-quarantine to not socialize to not go out to each other so what is everybody them. yeah just so what is there, them. well but not only that so what is everybody else turning to now they're turning to twitter and facebook and reddit where you have this sense of anonymity and everybody knows that when you're on the internet and you got a computer between you and somebody else you know you should mm-hmm. talk a lot more <laughs> so well, it's like instead of getting idea, people together though. and working these problems out just distancing us and having us talk through these screens where it's a lot easier to to, to pick more fights to put more it's exactly judge the, people easier. you're boxed into it now you're even more, and now there's going to be a bot and an algorithm that knows your your seasonal pattern and no oh Gavalt, let's get away from that but that's the idea of it saying that don't you dare point that at me and it's also the nature of pointing to blaming pointing so when you have something that's a judge, jury, and an executioner, of course, where it's all about fear, death, like, oh, God, it's like the, uh, the clicking of the needles at the guillotine. It's that whole idea. And I think that, like, Jesus H. Monkey fluff, you know, like, if on Twitter you're so ready to freak out and then just ban someone, you have your own virtual yeah. safe space, you know what I mean? Like, it's the opposite of being a functional person in real life. You can't just say that to someone in real life. What if they actually just, like, want to take your actual stuff? It goes back to descending, you know? You better have your buddies in or yourself. You either be a one-man army or you better have a lot of your homeboys around who are mutually interested in your life. 
you know, so meanwhile, online, while you're calling voices, now we can custom tailor things to a cosmetic elite of technocratic opinion of a sub, you know, human uh, amalgamate that's going to only be the underclass species that will be for those who have the uh, machines of loving grace watching over them that are on their side. If anyone followed that long as run on sentence, the point is, is that the real way to do this is to be in the real world of people. Like, here's an example of the opposite of calling voices. No agenda meetups. Those are awesome. That's a great thing. You cannot have um, the phenomenon of calling voices ends up breaking you off from humanity. Like it severs you at your root and you actually mitosis into hell by yourself. You're not going to be part of as uh, the other part of the artwork. It shows a, an Olympian DNA torch with the consciousness, the, the eye of consciousness at the tip of the DNA going forward, being brought forward. The people who aren't going to um, call their own negative voices are going to end up psychotic and they're going to end up being called from the actual human species. That's what happens when you get separated from the reality. You get separated from the reality. This is as above, so below, so within, as without. Very, um, if I called it simple, I'd be kicking sand in my own face. So let's carry forward because chocolate chip trip. I want to, is there anything more about, I feel like there's a little more we have to go with culling voices. Like besides the fact that it sounds like maybe like the most tool song of all tool songs. I don't know if that makes any sense to anyone, but yeah, um, Nadia, Patrick, Dave, what do we have that we haven't said about this yet? I don't know. I think it was pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Jeffrey I think, Epstein I think, didn't kill himself? Is that what's is that the only thing we could add? Is that basically it? I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. All right. Tool had a uh, press pass for one of those shows that uh, had a Jeffrey Epstein suicide watch on it. And it showed a guy hanging from a, a jail cell with a guy watching um, with popcorn in his hand. It was very dark humor, but that is a thing you can find online. Just wow. completely. Re- <laughs> Are you not amused? Um <laughs> I saw Tool in New York. It was fantastic. And Alex Gray ended up coming out on stage at the end of that. And it was super, super, super meaningful. Literally, where he came out on stage was directly across from where my chair was. So it was like the circuit. Like I long story short, imagine Nathan got to see Alex on stage and I was like sending him so if you're listening, Alex, for whatever reason, man, I was sending you so much love that night could see you on that stage dude like that's intense like y'all down there it's just sagittarius stuff all right let's go so moving forward chocolate chip trip sounds like the song that like it's the ultimate like hippied out kind of thing but it also carries on with danny's interdimensional interest in synthesizers as we originally saw the malfunctioning synthesizer on phi update a wad which was actually probably an entity channeling device so let's talk a little bit about chocolate chip trip and it's it's kind of like got that reset.me vibe going on. So, um, Patrick, you first. Uh, chocolate chip trip. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know if I really have too much analysis for that one. Um, I mean, the only thing I, I really have is that it, it's interesting to me how it kind of connects to the uh, the cookies and cream line in, in Tempest, but 
Um, yeah, I will move on. <laughs> you, and I, you and I have a great psychic link. I just got to say that. You and I have a, I think you know that we do. It's just, I think yeah. you, it's, yeah, it's cool. great. You have a beautiful mind. Okay, carry on. Uh, Dave, I guess you're up next. Um, yeah, I don't really have too much to add on that one either. I'm trying to think of something clever and unique to say, but I got nothing right now. <laughs> Chocolate chip dripping, you must be, boy. I think it's Flavor Flav's birthday today, by the way. Oh, uh, shit. Yeah. Just uh, for, for whatever that means. Um, no, nah, man. There's a chocolate chip trip. Like, you could add, like, it's like the song with the gong. And that's huge to have a gong in a song. And that he actually carried the gong on stage. And I got to see them play four of the seven songs on Fear Inoculum. And Chocolate Chip Trip is one of them. So that was really cool. But um, CC, it's got, and CCT, closed capture television. I don't know if there's anything going on there. If we're tripping about the, the surveillance state, I think it's actually relevant to mix in here because the technocratic state is a systematized kind of, um, you know, uh, it's, it's a synthesizer. It's a, it's a garbage in, garbage out kind of processing thing. And so he's playing within the boundaries and then he's seeing his playing manipulate the program. The program is then in turn manipulating back to him and he's trying to maintain his rhythm, his center, his temper, his temperance and his sense of freedom and exploration within that um, seeming bifurcation. So uh, the chocolate chip trip. Uh, yeah. I don't know if it's like just the concept of the song alone is enough to get you to feel like you just ate a whole bunch of medicated cookies or sure. something, but uh, uh, Jesus, Nadia help. What's going on? Well, you know, in a lot of albums tool will have, instrumental uh intermissions if you will and uh since we're exploring all these various concepts of you know uh, uh releasing yourself and rebirth and growing old you know you've got all this pretty heavy stuff that you know we're starting to uh come to terms with um chocolate chip trip now i don't know why he uses chocolate chip um i'm wondering if I, I don't know what the analogy is. I mean, you kind of touched on that and I, I can see that. Um, but, you know, sometimes you got to remove the chatter and there's, there is a language that has no words, you know what I'm saying? Yep. Um, and I'm wondering if he's trying to touch on that, you know, yep. when you're tripping out, there's a, uh, there's a, um, there's things that you experience and see in your third eye, if you will that can't be put into words, you know, feelings and, and exploration of the spiritual realm. So I'm wondering if that's what he's touching on. I absolutely love it because that's like, that's like the thing that's like, it's ultimate, like, here's a little, here's a safe, here, you want a safe space? Here's a safe space. Chocolate chip trip, the song. It's like, go freak out, have fun. No matter what's going on, just this is it right here. Go here, have fun. This is the reset place. This is like kind of, a yeah. squeegee for your soul. Kind of yeah, an so open interpretation song. Like he's not telling you what it's about now. It's not giving you the lyrics. He's not putting anything in your brain. It's all up to you now. You're kind of in this like void of the unknown. Like and yeah. you kind of have to make yourself, you got to make your own words, you know? I don't know. Yeah, totally. No, I, I think we're trying to get there. And I, I think like the very point is like, I think people get it already. 
And that's like what that consciousness is too at the tip of that thing. Like that's the whole reason we're doing all of this is that, that thing we just couldn't say <laughs> that, like that I'm not even going to call it the Chinese, you know what the word is, but like, I, I, yeah, I don't, I, I think that's really beautiful. I think that's like the, that's like the people at the cornea of the, every single eye that Alex is drawing, like that feeling, that namelessness, like the anti void void, like the, the full void. Anyways, I could keep going on. Dave, yeah, I, I mean it like in the nicest way possible, but it's, I guess that's why I didn't have too much to say is that I almost kind of took it as kind of like the, uh, like the emotional palate cleanser for everything that you've been trying to get through. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, that's the best way I could describe it for myself is it's kind of just like, here's just something that's fun and musical and kind of trippy and just let your brain relax and flow and, you know, cleanse out and get ready for the last you know little bit there. Cause shit's okay. about to get real. I'm go- ladies and gentlemen, I'm glad you, I hope you had fun. Uh, but uh, unfortunately we have some news for you. It is that the Tempest is going to be just that it's going to do what it's going to do. And that's what's right now. So let's get into it. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to front load this with my biggest discovery about this song. I was, uh, I mentioned Brian's show. Uh, he's not doing a culture anymore, but uh, you can find like a cool old thing where it's like me first getting into podcast world and, talking about twin peaks and the holy gift because this isn't my first dance with tool in fact in high school i had all of their albums on my desk in like set up like stonehenge like all their albums like i had a shrine like i already had an altar and i didn't even know it was an altar and i it was all tool and like i can't even get into like how but like Literally died, literally came back, literally wearing a tool shirt, a white, pure tool shirt that got ripped right off. Anyways, so long story short, there's a lot of stuff going around in here. But um, I'm going to say that The Tempest, the biggest thing I figured out uh, that after I did this show that I was like, oh, I wish I had figured that out for the show. But oh, thank God I have a podcast. Is that <laughs> there's a 7-7 seven, seven combination that forms a T where a 7 and 7 is a 14. So you end up getting the temperance card for Tempest. And that's the mm-hmm. biggest, coolest thing that I figured out about this so far is that so far so far that's not even that's even cooler nope we're, we're just gonna keep having awesome things happen now awesome blossoms so basically what happens is that you combine the seven and the seven and instead of like i'm front loading this like i said but like instead of you just being instead you're not you are darkness no that's that's you know that's how you can figure out that's how your mitosis occurs when you figure it oh so then you know that's us that's us the upward spiral guys but um basically um uh you know in the, the the entire art piece is called the great turn which uh you know i always uh <laughs> i'm tempted to talk about a momentary lapse of reason but i'll i'll stop stop there but uh basically this is uh talking about how we have both of these sides to us the darkness and the light but that ultimately like the meme goes May the memes be with you. Uh, it says that there are two wolves, uh, two lions, two ostriches, two wombats, two gila lizards, two awkwardly dressed poodles that are fighting inside of you. And you can either feed the good one or the bad one, and you're going to end up acting like the one that you feed. And, of course, you know, um, good Cooper, bad Cooper kind of stuff, all of that jazz, like, you know, um, light side, dark side. Uh, it's as old as pie. Um, what? 
But basically, it's very important because, you know, it's not virtue. A signal is for external and who you be is what you be and what you am and what you're going to get. And the Tempest card shows you a whole variety of that cycle. In a, in a way, there's a lot. Uh, I, I want to direct people's attention after the fact of the show to two different tarot decks, one of them being the Starman tarot with uh, David DeAngelis and David Bowie themes. And the other one is the Masonic tarot, uh, which is, I'll let you guess what that one's themes are. So basically y'all can find the Pelican and the Phoenix on the Masonic version with the Rose Croy in the background and um, her transmute the angel transmuting the uh, Aquare Aries waters, uh, the celestial waters. Uh, so I don't know. I'm front loading with a lot of that, but there's there's so much that can go be can go into. But just remembering that he's uh, Maynard specifically chose to use the uh, imaginal, the uh, the the gematrial, the kabbalistical <laughs> um, uh, green language entra like the 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 chocolate chip trip feeling type stuff basically the 40 and woo and you get to this point where um you can actually look at this in terms of the zodiac in terms of tarot you open the ability to talk about the song and all of those by putting a seven at the front of it now it doesn't matter what it's called honestly you're going to call it what you're going to call it but what you're going to call it is whatever that chocolate chip trip stuff is you think you're calling it that that's great but the rest of the world right it's 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 a nameless thing and it's good it's nameless endless or something like that so long story short i think that you're going to find the t shape then lever t in the cross that we're crucified on is a similar concept to that h in the i and stuff like that and maybe it comes around to what thoth is and what tarot itself is but the tempest itself is talking about these forces of storms using a metaphor of a storm of course there's shakespeare's tempest so it brings in magic which is why tarot is irrelevant even more so and of course it brings in illusion but yet it brings in also forms of control from above interdimensional spirits like aerials kate bush instantly relevant and you have the speaking of kate bush oh england my lion heart the lion and the unicorn with the radio head brings us to the fact that there are ancient 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 as storms and cycles go people and groups and meanings and orders and chivalrous behaviors and not so much and gunpowder plots and voices of reason and times of darkness and they all cycle in a grand shakespearean play that we all enter and take our you know play our roles and then take our leave once more onto the breach we see that the stars are projectors and there's room for fate and there's room for freedom and so here unto freedom we speak these are the lyrics to tempest and i gotta say if you um if you were one of the people who was lucky enough to uh, have the video version with this nice booklet or you have the booklet you can look at, these are really, really richly done. They're just, um, it's a sensuous and artistic experience and that alone is chocolate chip trip enough. So the lyrics to Tempest are a bit long enough. I know we didn't read all of them for Fear Inoculum, but let's just, uh, let's just do it here. Because uh, if you're listening, you're going to keep calm, okay? Keep it calm. Just keep calm. Fuck. Here we go again. Heat lightning flash, but don't blink. Misleading tranquility ruse. You're going to happen again. That's what I think. 
follow the evidence look at dead in the eye you are darkness trying to lull us in before the havoc begins into a dubious state of serenity acting all surprised when you're caught in the lie we know better it's not unlike you we it's not unlike you we know your nature Blame it all on the bastards when you're blown out. Shame on you. Shame on you. No amount of wind could begin to cover up your petulant stench and demeanor. Calm as... Nice ones, Igor. Calm as cookies and cream, so it seems we're not buying your dubious state of serenity. Acting all surprised when you're caught in a lie. We know better. It's not unlike you. It's not unlike you. We know your nature. Calm before the torrent comes. Calm before the tempest comes to reign all over. Disputing intentions invites devastation. A tempest must be true to its nature. A tempest will be just that. Control your delusion, insane and striking at random. Victim of your certainty and therefore your doubt's not an option. Blameless, the tempest must, will be just that. So try as you may, feeble your attempt to atone, your words to erase, all the damage cannot. A tempest will be just that. So there's a lot in there. And when they talk about torrents, I'm not sure if they're taking a jab at the old music streams. Hmm. But the streaming itself, let's start, um, let's start uh, Dave. I feel like it's a good idea to start with you. Then, uh, then we'll just throw whatever to the wind. You know, we won't be insane and strike at random. It'll make sense. But uh, what do you have to, we're going to spend some more time on this song right now. So let's just enjoy this. Cause I think we're going to have everything we need to say, come out, start with Dave. Yeah. The, the part that hit me the most and got me thinking um, Closer to the end right there, which, you know, calm before the torrent comes, calm before the tempest comes to rain all over, and then control your illusion, victim of your uncertainty. You know, when you think of a tempest, it's, it's a storm that's it's all over the place. It's throwing things here and there. It's, it's striking here and there. It's you know, rambling about. It doesn't have a clear direction. And I kind of see that as kind of just humanity in general, or specifically humans. Like, most people don't have any sense of direction in their life or any sense of where they're going. It's, it's this false, exactly. It's this false sense of, Oh, I'm in control. I know what's going on. I know where my life is going. I know what I want to be. I know the type of person that I think I am, but then the slightest little thing comes in and, you know, you become the tempest, you're blown off course. You're, you're everywhere. Um, you know, it's, it doesn't take much to completely destroy our sense of navigation in our lives. I've always liked that our lodge is Orient Lodge. Uh, being orientated matters very much so, especially if the world is an ocean and our souls are adrift on the sea. That was oddly poetic. Didn't expect that to happen. <laughs> Yay! Um, sparkle farts. So, um, yeah, man, I love that interpretation. And actually, when I showed you the, um, uh, the mandala, that was the opposite of being lost. I felt like that was when like someone's enlightened. If you look at the very last picture, the sevenfold Astaroth, it's like a perfectly orientated um, like mandala. And the mandala shows the state, like that's the soul in the center. 
And uh, you, you were talking about people being blown off their center. Like a nucleus is where the electromagnetic um, positive and negative ionic chains of breathing and food and stuff happens. So if you have a nucleus, you can have life. And if people are blown off the nucleus, you have anti-life. And if you have anti-life, you have the end, not just of a few people not doing the genetic shuffle, but I mean like all them things not doing that. And that's just the opposite of like good, obviously. That's evil. It's like when someone knocks the board off the 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 game board off the thing and it's like oh i'm taking it and going home it's literally like all consciousness for whatever humans be this thing like the da vinci like five and then this or whatever you know like the 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 center of an apple has like you know it's like that whatever that beautiful grand architect designed human is that allows it to become a thing called like an alex gray and then to paint a thing like this like you know this upward spiral genetic torch design that's for the fear inoculum art to allow them to collaborate with such people even people from things that are different called countries like justin chancellor from peach and now you know replacing paul Mac i mean sorry the other paul that got replaced so anyways the point is is that we have all these people working together making this beautiful it's sacred it's divine and it's really electrifying and wonderful and to have that nucleus be knocked out of place is to have it, you know, like what we just did is I went on a, I went, a, I, I just squared the circle. I went on a long excursion, but I came back around like a song. It made perfect sense. Just like the album itself is coherent and cohesive. It itself exists to represent cohesion and stability in that upward evolution, evolution of the eternal everlasting flame. That is the upward, a more Vincent Omnia consciousness. I couldn't make that shit up just without their influence. I'm only sounding pretty and smart and cool and like providing goodness because like they inspired me to do that. And I'm like acting like it's okay to do that. And then other people act like it's okay to do that. And that's us because we stayed in our center. Anywho, carrying forward. Yeah, Dave, will you, uh, would you like to say a bit more about that then, please? Yeah, no, I mean, it's just all the same thing you're just saying. The other line, you know, dis disputing intentions invites devastation. You know, when you don't have one clear goal, one clear intention, one clear path that you're working towards when you're all over the place, you're just asking for chaos to come in and just screw everything up. Amen, brother. That's excellent. Do you mind if we uh, move on to uh, someone else? Oh, go for it. All right. Does anyone have a preference, Patrick? Are you dying to speak, Nadia? Anyone? I'll go. If okay, you there you go. That's how that's how it goes. I'm just like, I, I I had a feeling it was going to be you anyway. So, miss. Oh, that's good. Um, so I wanted to point out that this song uh, kind of calls back to their previous albums. Um, the first thing I noticed about this album when it was starting out was just how less angsty it was than their earlier albums. You know, there's a lot of like, you know, just a lot of, uh, you know. Uh, clearly he's you know clearly they're young and uh, have a lot of you know uh, growing pains in their previous albums if that makes any sense and now they're coming to kind of like this calming you know going back to that aging thing I, I mentioned earlier this kind of uh, becoming more reserved you know and uh, that chocolate chip trip seemed to be the calm before the storm if you will um and all of a sudden you know you get you go back to that old sound that they had the angst that you know this is a very um you know sorry <laughs> that's that's how i describe music anyway um and uh you know there's a lot more yelling you know there's uh, a lot more um 
and uh, it's almost as though something was ignited uh, that called back to that previous emotion, um, uh, kind of going back to that younger soldier state, if you will. You know, he's he's being more aggressive. He's attacking, um, um, calling people out. You know, you're lying. Uh, it's, and then he he repeats lines: um, "Calm before the torrent comes." Right over and over and over again, as though it were something he was, it, it could be two things, either he's trying to, or they're trying to convince themselves of this, or um, it's uh, becoming more and more prevalent in their mind. And I think that's the latter, but I don't know. It's, it's, it's hard to say. I'm still a little, I'm still trying to interpret it. Um, it's kind of like a rebirth almost, you know? Um, so that's, I'll go as far as that. Yeah. You know, I keep looking for things and they're right in front of me. I feel like that's like the answer to everything. You know, it's right there in front of us. And we just like, hmm. I want to say that like uh, for a part of my life, I've gone through different phases of uh, one of them. I was part of a Bible study group. And this feels to me almost like a lot like a Bible study group, looking at the lyrics, interpreting what it means to us and seeing how it unfolds in our life. And I realized that with different source material, we're going to get different outcomes. And I believe that a prog rock so-called band might be just the kind of material we need for our times to supplement other books of law and faith that we have that are, you know, granted ancient and necessary and useful. But uh, this is actually just as necessary in these times, if not, uh, well, more so. But then again, you know, it's not John Lennon, so we don't have to go that far, eh? Anywho, hey, music jokes. All right, we're still here, folks. You hear all tip your bartender. Not literally over. He, he He's quite sensitive. All right, so... <laughs> <laughs> I like to say that uh, I'm glad I'm a musician and a podcaster and an author because if I had to be a comedian for my money, I would, oh my God, I wouldn't be around anymore. I'm just saying that's such a hard job. You have to have really good Capricorn for comedian though. So um, that's a good point. Um, I want to say, Patrick, it's your turn. Is that okay, Nadia? Yeah, totally. Dude, that was an awesome response, by the way. I love both, uh, both so far. Patrick, don't let me be disappointed. <laughs> All right, I'm going to talk about the cookies and cream line. <laughs> Strong place to start. Yeah, I couldn't figure that out. So hopefully, that's not too disappointing. Um, None. I don't know. So I guess I guess that's how I I guess that's how I work when I'm uh, interpreting albums is I pick out a particular line that I think encompasses the track. But uh, <clears throat> the cookie column is cookies and cream, so it seems. Um. I think, you know, that, like I said, I think that pretty kind of encompasses what the track means to me, at least, is just that, you know, cookies and cream, I mean, that sounds comforting to us. Um, you know, it sounds like a nice, nice dessert trying to lull us in um, before the havoc begins. But, but then, you know, when you start to think about it, cookies and cream, it's not, a, it's not a homogeneous mix. It's a, they don't, they don't mix together. They're black and white. They're opposites. They they're a conflicting, <laughs> conflicting mixture. And I think that's a lot about what the song is about is just that, you know, we're all kind of lulled into a state, um, like, like TSK was saying of just like, you know, you know, we, <laughs> we're just kind of random. We're, you know, we're, we're drinking the milkshakes. And, uh, as soon as the torrent begins, it doesn't give a shit. It doesn't care. You know, it's going to do what it does. And yeah, we're, <laughs> might be shit out of luck so that was profound 
disappointment is for other universes that are apart from ours because you just really grand slammed it, man. I all of you guys really, I'm grateful. I oh wow, yeah, dude. It's not and because it's not really just you know. It's like I'm grateful for like all of us in that weird way of just like thank God we're actually showing some like this is this is some solid this is, for people who are listening. This is some solid shit. We're doing good here. This is. I'm just saying, you know, tip of the hat to all of you. Uh, you guys are really great tonight. Um, Thank you. What else? What else is there? Potatoes and carrots and oh, wait, sorry, that's a different thing. Um, I'm back. Um, gosh, let me, uh, let me, let me do, let me do. It's funny you said, you know, you find a uh, a lyric that you find encompasses it. I was like, it's like it's almost as if like that's how they name a song or something. You know what I mean? It's like. Uh, it's one thing Tool does is that they do the um the uh the kind of like fractal thing where they have like a song that will be a cornerstone for the album or at least like it will be like this exists so this exists and they have you know of course uh, uh Undertow there's a track called Undertow I think right I'm not mistaken it's mm-hmm. actually yeah and Anima just slightly different spelling but now this is an important point that I'm glad for people who might just be listening to this show just because it's the Tool show uh, or one of them actually. Um, Tempar- Tempest, Harmonic Evolution, and such, and others. Um, the idea, I just threw myself off for a second, did I? No, you didn't. Come back. It's the uh, thing with the stuff. Come back. What was I just about to say before I was like saying that? Just last sentence. I lost track. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I did that. I did. It's okay. We'll get it back in a second. Um, uh, You're saying how uh, one line encompasses the whole song for you, right? Right. Anima Gematria. Yes, for the people listening to this who need nicely done. Notice how it was like the two musicians who were like, "Yeah, no, dude, I'm just it's me and her." I'm just like, "Yeah, I'm just like it's like wait stuff." Oh, it's like Dave's yeah. like, "Guys, you stoners, come back, you idiots." I'm like, "Hi." <laughs> no, we all need different skills. Like we're all different, and we benefit from one another's strengths, and that's a positive example of it. So, okay. I was saying that in Gematria, you can actually utilize one of this is obviously one of my strengths. Gematria, uh, the G is the J and the Y are all kind of like flippity jibbity. You can flip those around and they're co equivocal. Okay. You can just, for the people who are just like listening to this, if you're from like the tool land or whatever that is, tool land, <laughs> it's basically made out of Alex Gray paintings and it's amazing if you have the right attitude. Um, so, yeah, uh, basically the G and the J and the Y are interchangeable and therefore too, um, I and J are like uh, E of the Rex, right? The King of the Jews, or whatever. I N R I. The answer being in Rhode Island. Oh, there! You just gave it away. You just gave it. Away. You just gave it right away. So, anyways, the um the idea is that when you have the G and the J and the Y, these things interchangeable. It's the same thing with the seven, but it's just an important fact to learn quickly that all vowels can be interchanged, and that's why anima and anima are co-equivocal in that way as well. Even though that the album is spelled differently than the song proper, that's okay. Uh, that's what the whole spiegel spiel was about there. So you can understand that's how that works. Um, so like if you look at the high priestess card and you see, oh, no, let's, let's not give away everything. I can't give everything away. Tis a pity she was a whore. I'm a black star. I'm just going to start speaking in like Bowie titles now. Speaking of titles. All right. Um, so we know better. It's not unlike you. It's not unlike a state. A dubious state, a state of mind. State of mind is a Richard Grove um, video to watch. Uh, Mark Passio is someone to get into as well. Calm as cookies and cream is that government weed that, you know, that they probably might maybe have been 5G DNA. You know, we don't know. But like, 
it's interesting that there's columnist cookies and cream and then there's a particular you know suddenly weed was legal i went in front of the massachusetts state senate i legally fought for this to happen i literally did go in front of the state senate and argue for it to be legalized back in 2009 and then you know i was just one small 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 drop in a weed bucket of weed you know of phoenix tier hashtag oil or whatever it is uh, uh anyways yeah um and it's not easy to go in front of the state senators looking down at you know the weed smokers but you know we uh we did the thing we uh you know we stayed calm and fought for it and then you know at the same time it's interesting that it's legalized and now it's like being used as a potential weapon to lull us in to not pay attention just to netflix and chill brah and then you know you get what you get if a particular subset of the population a republic if you can keep it benjamin yeah. brother ben brother benjamin franklin said you get a particular amount of the subset of the population who are not even paying attention to their own constitution anymore their own declaration of independence i mean technically you don't need a constitution if you have a proper declaration of an independence being you know lived by a uh, providence driven group of people that being said if you don't if you have those who submit to the mechanization of other men's tyrannic egos then you're going to get the fractured will and um this is poetic but it's simply to say that like everything's going to be fine until the pressure builds until the cork pops until it happens again because no one looked at their darkness no one looked at their shadow sides they suppressed and they suppressed and they suppressed and that was all related to the same stuff and culling voices, the same lack of awareness of the boundlessness that can be found in chocolate chip trip, the same yada yada, all the same lessons that have built up into this, even the really positive ones like Numa. Now, if you uh if you if you look at the character in this artwork, I can identify with how it's the one who's leaning forward almost with his kind of you know that look when someone's about to strike or something. It's a dark, feral look. I've given that look before. I know what I'm doing when I do that. That's the, uh, that's not, that's the, that's like the, it's almost, it looks like Joker in a way. And it's the, it's, 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 there's the sacred trickster and, you know, the divine clown and things like that. But there's also just the fact that, you know, that anglerfish at the end of the light tunnel, that thing's going to like, you know, it's like the jump scare or something like that. It's a, it's a surprise and it disorientates and you can see that thing that's darkness is just looking to F up the order. And so there's all sorts of different, you know, personages. There's the protagonist way of who's singing this. There's the antagonist way because it could be about a government. It could be about an entire society, an entire Atlantis getting destroyed by some kind of power and then or some other kind of Tower of Babel moment. Again, the collapsing of the Jenga of the spine and uh, separating from those people who refuse to... Uh, it sounds like society itself is going to experience a mass separation if we ourselves do not integrate our own selves. Because there are going to be people who eventually recognize that the sustainability of this planet is not going to be resource-driven by people who are going to be infantile idiocracy people like Luke Wilson was in. By the way, Luke Wilson's birthday is like pretty much my birthday anyway. So long story short, he's one of the other four horsemen. Makes sense he was in that film. 
Uh, long story short, I use that term loosely and just ignore it. It's a joke. So the point is, is that when you look at how people are giving up their free will and in a state of infantility and like uh, unripeness, immaturity, uh, uh, inability to take it, uh, responsibility for themselves and who are rather you know willing to react and suffer the end of the supply chain indignities and humiliations of needing to buy Crest toothpaste or Kellogg's or toilet paper by Scott's because you don't make your own. You don't buy a half a cow like TSK will tell us about in the closing part of this. I'm talking about serious, real stuff that you can do to make your life a real better place. And that's, you know, it's so funny. I was at a Masonic event not long ago. It was a really great thing. We got a pocket constitution. I got, uh, we were at a, um, uh, well, it's all right, Nadia, to say you're, uh, it's okay to, it's probably, you know, you're a Mason's lady. That's good. Mm-hmm. And uh, TSK is actively interested. I was at a Masonic event, so this relevance is direct to the proportion also of most of people in the chat. And Patrick's Patrick, so he's awesome. And so what happened was I was given a pocket constitution. Like literally the, the feeling of getting that at that event where there was like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of us. And I learned that you, it takes 25 Masons to start a lodge. And now we can no longer meet in groups of... And so I see that there's an attack on several fronts and that there are good people out there who are really in it for the White Lodge, uh, the Twin Peaks metaphoric allegory, and that there's a serious attack on lots of levels. And I just thought that was relevant to mention because this is this is interesting. And we got a pocket constitution there and it's just so palpable, like signs and symbols and portents and things. So I just thought that that would be super important. And I don't even know if people know what the Constitution actually reads as. There's stuff in there. I'm like, that's in there? Huh. I'm stupid for not knowing that. That kind of thing. Anyways, I mean, if if you can say that too, then you're at least honest and centered. And you're going to get uh, the forces that descend from the higher impulses uh, that come to people who are living in a state of truth of coherence, of dignity, of courage, of kindness or compassion. I'm saying all the same thing. You're living, Nadia knows exactly what the hell I'm talking about. Um, Just the real way to harmonize. And I think um, one of the greatest gifts you can be in this world is to be someone who could walk into a situation and just with your energy, just like Caduceus. You know, Caduceus for the sake of the upwards genetic spiral. Caduceus for the sake of the tribe of humanity. Caduceus for the sake of the evolution in Steinarian terms, I suppose, the new Jupiter. Uh, So give away the stone. Let the waters transmutate, you know. Uh, So let's get a little bit further into this because my girlfriend's like, hmm, he hasn't texted me yet. (laughs) Because this is how we do the podcast, people. I'm just going to tell you what's happening. Yes, there's a really, uh, geez, you know, and there's a truth to this that's dark, too, because... I guess I was going with the whole, like, you know, uh, there are parts of the universe that exist to uh, regenerate the dross of spiritual matter. And we are mitosising away from those in an etheric manner. There are those who will get this stuff and they will upward spiral. And there are those who are going to panic and freak out. And I don't like that, but it's something that's real. And as an adult, as a spiritually aware, but still badass enough to not get caught on other people's bullshit and to do my own thing kind of person 
feel bad that that's something that happens, but I also recognize the implicit and immediate necessity almost. And so we're just trying to talk to those who are actually fans of this music and who are fans of Liberty and who are fans of, I guess, just, you know, weird stuff and who are, you know, self-improving people. There's a nexus that meets like a Venn diagram, a Vesica Pisces, uh, I'm a Pisces rising. Oh, I get it. I'm a Pisces rising, and that's why I can put my Pisces above my head. That makes Pretty sense. Impressive. <laughs> oh, dude, no, I just figured it out. That's so cool. Um, crazy good stuff. Let's finish this off on a high note because there's actually no other notes that we could finish it off on because you guys are really amazing. Um, uh, nearing the ending of this, um, Let's just do this part here uh, while we're still hot on the griddle and then we'll keep going. Um, let's go around um, Nadia, uh, Dave, and Patrick. And um, Patrick, you, you just come up with something for the next 17 seconds or whatever. Uh, would you tell people, like, you know, uh, what your projects are that you want them to get into and be proud, be loud, be boisterous because this time is coming, is ours. We are the, the new sun becoming. So, Nadia, what, what do you, I think you have a podcast, for example. Um, I'm going to start one. Yeah, it's going to be, uh, I'm basically going to go throughout history and kind of, uh, pick apart, um, uh, story. Um, well, I'm going to tell stories from ancient times and, uh, pick apart their, uh, wow, my brain's not working. Um, their, uh, models, I guess you would say, um, uh, so like their patterns, their pattern. Oh. Well, yeah, they're, they're, Wow, my brain's not working right now. Just Take their structure. Time. Thank you. Sorry. Just their the story structure, um, and how they're still prevalent nowadays in in our uh, uh, you know movies and books. And this has happened before. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to start with uh, ancient uh, Mesopotamia. Since oh, cool. Yeah, and then I'm just going to kind of move on from there. And I've got so much material. I could it could go on forever. That's super um, unique. I love that. Well, thank you. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to put it together. Um, once I move, it'll hopefully start coming to fruition. Um, and uh, I'm writing a, a novel. I, I write short stories for Nick the Rat. Um, he's been mentioned a ton of times on, uh, on uh, No Agenda. I haven't yeah, written I love, anything. I, I love Nick the Rat. I haven't <laughs> written anything since December, um, Nick's, which oh, is sad. You're, you're, you're really gonna, you gotta get back on top of that. Yeah, I know. Oh, I can hear him. He gets mad. He's like, why aren't you writing any stories? But yeah, it's just been kind of a dead, you know, research at work has just been um, really hard and long and <sighs> sorry, 12 year old boy just. That was I'm a, I'm a, I'm a 12 year old boy sometimes too. Uh, in fact, 12 is the cycle of the Chinese and I'm a year of the rat. Uh, oh, so are you? I'm huh. a wood rat, which is why they did Master Splinter in 1984, because Splinter being wood and he's a rat. And so, yeah, I was um, lucky enough to find out this is my year, and it's really good. This is the year of the rats, so it's like a super propitious year for rats and monkeys and dragons. And they're all at the different angles. Uh, it's like you get along really well with every four, which is part of a harmonic song, duh, 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 which is how the zodiac works. It's just a different type of music. And that's why geometry and astronomy are the same thing as above, so below. You just got to, you know, which song are you talking about or which sure. level of it? 
Yeah. And uh, so that's kind of like the difference between Mercury and uh, Uranus or Venus and Neptune or Mars and Pluto even, I suppose. But uh, we'll see. So anywho, um, enough of that. Let's get back to the more uh, almost grounded sounding stuff. It sounds like we have like terrain all over, obviously to rain something in, to paddock something in, uh, to corral, uh, to rain all over, you know, obviously um, to the, the calm before the storm. There's a, there's a great video made by someone who works with art and uh, patterns named Jake Kotze. And he did this video recently called Trump's penis. And it's all about toad, and the toadstool from Mario and Mario Kart and Indiana Joe and Indiana Jones, Indiana Joe being the Super Mario Bros. version of Indiana Jones. And there's this whole thing about Mushroom Land and the Stormy Daniels girl. Uh, so it's all that green language. It's that meta language. You use the media stories to build a subcontextual thing then that permeates through the human masses and therefore it writes a script on the meta narrative. And so therefore you bring an actuality. You don't have to actually fire rockets at the atmosphere like JPL, but you can. But there's other ways to draw down the moon or to cause it to crash in three days. But anyways... So the eagle has landed and yada, yada. Let's keep going. Um, the idea of things raining all over sounds like they're talking about, you know, having a force that descends like an empire of angels almost. Uh, an Enochian, Anglican um, kind of descending of a, a reigning force that's a state of control or a tyrannic force, almost a utilizing spiritual means to achieve that, to reign all over. Does that make sense why I say it like that? Does that, does that make sense, guys? Yeah, to reign is two different... Uh... Well, the spirits are all raining down. There's also to reign in and to reign like a king. There's at least three. Um, and they're also utilizing shame in this song, which is another level of reality. That's a basic, basic, low, low level. That's at least the second chakra being attacked. So they are basically talking about like different chakras and activations and things that get to become blockages and things that require cleaning. Of course, Anima is all about the cleaning and stuff like that, but you know point is is that we're not buying your dubious state of serenity i mean like there's a movie serenity there's there's like so like we're gonna end up like having to you know pretty much uh wind this down pretty soon uh but uh yeah let's let's also not forget that we were saying uh dave what else do, what do you do let's what do you want us to know about right now for your projects that you're working on yeah so i've got a a just started actually like a couple of days ago a blog uh it's, it's it's in you know super infant stage i think i only got like one maybe two posts on there right now but it's mostly going to be a lot about a kind of a mix between western eastern alchemy a little bit of a pgm magic and then a whole lot of stuff about mithras and mithrism so looking forward to it my man yeah. that's great that's so that'll be at a uh, cosmicgrave.com <laughs> Dude, Ooh. Like you're going to have a, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we all do. I think that's an instant A+. plus. I, you're going to have me on there a lot commenting. Now you've done it. Zigor, uh, uh, what do you got for us, buddy? Uh, I'm starting a, starting a podcast as well. Um, awesome. <laughs> the, um, yeah, so it's, it's uh, it would be kind of overanalyzing uh, 
pop culture, um, <laughs> which I know is like everybody's podcast, but um, just kind of looking at occult, occult and esoteric themes and in, in movies and, and stuff like that. Just, but I really, I'm really approaching it from, from the direction of really like looking at what the directors or the screenwriters or the comic book writers, you know, what they've actually said um, in line with what the themes are in the, in the film or the comic book. Um, so we already recorded one on the Gnostic themes and Godzilla King of Monsters. <laughs> That's awesome, <laughs> which, dude. Which sounds, which sounds like it should not be there at all, but I, I think I'm onto something, but, um, Oh, I think you are looking, looking into, uh, Chris Claremont who wrote, uh, X-Men back in the eighties. Uh, he was really into some, some weird stuff. Um, the, nice. a bunch, a lot of the, the Marvel comics authors back then were, Pretty, pretty into the occult. There is, you know, Peter Lavenda, um, you know, Simon's Never Necronomicon and all that going on at the time. Did you see on uh, Chinese, speaking of Chinese New Year's, that I uh, jammed the fuck out on Peter Lavenda's brother's, like actual brother's guitar? There's a Twitter video. No, no. <laughs> there's a Twitter video of me playing guitar. It's Peter Lavenda's brother's guitar. And it's almost exactly the same as my Alice over there. Like, that's Alice. And uh, he actually has, like, it's ridiculous. You know how that works. And I got, so I was playing his guitar on the Year of the Rat. And anyways, yeah, no, you're uh, on to something with that. That sounds great. Who who are you working with on this podcast? You said (laughs) us. Uh, my girlfriend. <laughs> awesome, dude. Oh man, the the couple that podcasts about whacked out Gnostic evolution together not only stays together but like evolves together and makes it makes the rest of us have to work harder. But yeah. awesome. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, I appreciate that. That's good. That's healthy. That's uh that's why we are that's why it's represented in the artwork by a um it's we're jogging, you know. We you know there's, we're not just doing this to just sit down on our laurels. We're doing this so we can keep each other going, too. There's all sorts of good stuff that happens because of that. And that's why simplicity, patience, and compassion play an integral role in all of this. Because if you're staying in your center, you notice that your DNA and the, I don't know, the cookies and cr- I'm getting tired now. <clears throat> so let's finish off strong before my heavy shield goes down and my belly fully pops out. Um, and I do think it's interesting too, if someone's belly pops out and their entrails spill, that those become offals for an auger to an interpret. So, I mean, just something about that pops into my head, which wasn't expecting that, but I have to go with these things because this is how we operate. So I guess it's basically like if you're blaming it on other people, you know, it's also the type of attitude that it's like no self-responsibility. I used to like really get down and pissy about Michael Gazanaga's 2005 endeavor, The Ethical Brain, because it was radical like acceptance of self-responsibility. But I recognize that is like response versus react is the least of things to say to that. And they talk about misleading and tranquility ruse. But uh, what do you guys think about this heat lightning flash, but don't blink? What do you guys think about that? Anyone go like, uh, I'm, I'm just throwing it out. Heat lightning flash, but don't blink. Oh, you know, it's a uh, synaptic nerve. What? 
it's uh it comes down to the the moment of when a particular um chemical uh impulse which the lightning itself is what activated life so again this is like the fuel that burned the fire between us you know that fueled the fire uh it's the same idea in schism but he's talking about how this heat lightning jumps the ligand gated channel that's then activated allowing particular uh it, juices to cross different channels and then you know your muscles now moving and this that the other thing and it's yeah, also, yeah to expand on that it sounds almost like a kind of the moment of enlightenment like the light bulb literally goes off in your head and they don't even give them time to blink and it's like the it's just misleading but they're like culling voices they're like acting on it already it almost sounds like reincarnation um like oh, yeah because it's a you know tranquility ruse. You're going to ha you're gonna happen again. You're gonna have to deal with this. Yes, exactly. You can't just commit suicide. You can't quit. You're not gonna escape from your problems. It's gonna happen again. You're gonna have to come back on the wheel of karma dharma and do it again. And you better get your stuff together now because it's not gonna get any better. So just stick a stick a stick a thing in the backslider. Don't backslide anymore and just keep spiraling up. Because there's always a way out of that. There's always, you know, otherwise, you know, you're just, um, there's no amount of wind. You can't wind your way out of it because you're on a downward spiral because you can't begin to cover up because you can't cover it up. You just have to go up and you have to rise above it. Your petulant stench has to do with the toilet paper, James Bond role. You know, you just like, they're all just spying. They're only paying attention to their anus, head up the ass, you know? And mm -hmm. so it's like, um, and darkness, I mean, that's, it's obviously like the opposite of enlightenment, right? So like, you're looking at, like, have you ever seen someone who's really drunk and they're mm -hmm. like, just like completely not, you know, it's like your friend's not there anymore. That's like, they're, yeah, they're yeah. checked out. Well, as, as someone who's, you know, I mean, we haven't mentioned Justin's personal life with like his record store that he kind of did or Danny's thing or, you know, Adam and his art and everything else. But like, or Zalm or, you know, which use Necronomicon-y type things, but like um, symbols in their character. But um, like to, he has a winery, so he's familiar with the, you know, why can't we not be sober? And I just noticed the word sober is also anagrams to robes for what it's worth. But um, yeah, I know. I had that response too, Patrick. I had that same fucking response. Um, anyways... Long story short, um, he's knowing, he knows what it's like when people have had too much of the spirit. And it's all about, you know, spirits and algol and alcohol and the demon star and the demon head, the darkness, the algol, which is in Taurus, by the way, uh, about at 26 degrees approx. Um, <laughs> and uh, my, true, my true node is actually a few degrees away. I don't want to give away the whole story, but... Um, <laughs> Yeah, basically. Do you mind if I interject? Oh, please go ahead. This is that time in the show to do that. Um, so you you mentioned darkness and light, um, and you know I, I mentioned earlier about how I'm you know doing a story structure, um, and I'll give you a little tidbit of what I've learned. There's a structure called the hero's journey, um, and oh, yeah. essentially, um. I won't go through the whole thing, but there is a stage where the hero is consumed. It's a pseudo death or going into the belly of the whale. It's a darkness. Um, and then there's a rebirth following that event. Um, 
And I'm wondering if that's what they're touching on, because, you know, in order to have enlightenment, you have to be in the dark. It's a necessary part of rebirth and enlightenment. Um, so it, it's, oh, yeah. um, you can't have a revolution without a corrupt government. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's, that's all I wanted to say. I wasn't expecting to say that by the way. So I feel quite inspired. And I mean, like it gets you all tingly knowing that your words could actually get, you know, T1000 on your ass or something. It's, ooh. it's like, it's not like Ed from Lion King. Like, it's close to that though. All right, guys. So that's a great, that's a great point. Um, does uh, someone else say something now? That... <laughs> yes. Yeah. Something I was just thinking about though. So, so heat lightning flash, but don't blink misleading. It's going to happen again. So think of heat lightning flash makes me think of like, you know, the, the lightning flash on like the tree of life and like hitting enlightenment. But, you know, just because you've got a momentary hit of enlightenment, that's the whole don't blink. It doesn't mean you're truly enlightened for the rest of your life. So you could have this momentary flash of enlightenment and then lead the whole rest of your life just following bullshit because, you know, you're, you're, you're misleading yourself. That was amazing. Ooh. Oh. That's the, that was the chocolate chip trip. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> was, was you reaching enlightenment and then boom? Nope, not, not really. <laughs> Mufasa, 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 Mufasa. Yeah, no, that's like you know, yeah. Um, falling isn't infinite, right? Uh, and that's the same thing. If he's saying falling isn't infinite, then you'd have to hit rock bottom. And that is something that I think is worth checking out because. You know, for a minute, we just had that really great moment of, holy shit, yeah, that is what it's about. But now we have to face that, like, it's not just, like, you know, our personal selves. It's the cost and consequence of living in a world that is a human, a gigantic macro-human, Adam Cadman, uh, seeking Tikkun Alam. But it's made up of all of us little people. And some of us don't even believe in God or the divinity or the, you know. And that's, a, you know, I say the atheist is the stupidest creature. But then, you know, Douglas Adams. So I don't know what to say, but I think there's a huge problem when people don't recognize that there is the sacred and the divine. And I think that a product of fear is to get people to be shut off from that and that a solution to fear is the actual experience of the sacred, is the chocolate chip trip. And so like, just like with the holy gift where, you know, there's the alchemy and then you go through the crisis at the uh, Phi Day Awad and then you get to the next level and you have to let go to keep going and going. There's something about how when we get to that point in the death, you know, in the Kali Yuga, so-called, or in the Kali Yuga of the sentence, because I need a drink. And then there's a rebirth after that. I'm drinking from my mind and magic mug. It's not a plug. I just like the mug. That gum you like is coming back into style. Saturn comes back around again. <laughs> Get it? Because Saturn, a, a mug has a ring. <laughs> oh my God, dude! You're you. This is real. Wow, <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, I continue to amaze myself. All right, because there's not really a me. It's just a swinging door that I call me. Uh, that's a Zen quote. That's not my quote. Fear the others for eternity, and then we tie that back around to um, blame it all on the bastards when you're blowing out. Uh, when you see like a, 
a demon in like some kind of like uh, in an old story arc or something like that. They often are impish and they smell bad and they make fart jokes because that's the level that they're at, you know. They're cackling and they they have that whole thing. There's a thing I think in Red Dragon, uh, the Hannibal Lecter, Signs of the Lambs, and um, Hannibal uh, movie where there's like this impish character and it like farts and it's a high art, low art kind of thing. And that petulant stench sounds a lot like the idea of the toilet paper and the lower chakras and the fear and no amount of winding can undo the fact that you're living in this fear-based state. If that makes any sense, like shovel yourself yourself out of the shit with a golden shovel and it's alchemy and stuff. And so that's why the tempest is ultimately talking. Like we need, we need to mention the fact that like, I just randomly found in my stacks and stacks of books uh, that I had a copy of Shakespeare's The Tempest, because of course I did. And there's a whole other world to, to enter in this, and we might even want to do like a bonus or just like keep talking about this. <laughs> All right, but um, I'm gonna I'm gonna flip to a random page. Enter Ariel, invisible. Uh. Moving forward, uh, Caliban says, as I told thee before, I am subject to a tyrant, a sorcerer that by his cunning hath cheated me of the island. Ariel, thou liest, Caliban, thou liest, thou jesting monkey thou. I would, my valiant master, would destroy thee. I do not lie, Stefano. <laughs> Trincu trinc trincu trinculo, trinculo? I don't even, I've, I've, I've heard it said, but anyways, Trinculo, if you trouble him anymore, he in, in tail by this hand, I will supplant some of your teeth. <laughs> Trinculo, why I said nothing. Stefano, mum then and no more. Proceed. Caliban, I say by sorcery, he got this isle. From me, he got it. If thy greatness will revenge it on him, for I know thou darest, but this thing dare not. <laughs> Uh, and by the way, uh, in this footnote, it says that the word natural, which is used above, uh, means idiot. So just a few things. I'm just, I, I've actually flipped to this page and read it a few times, which is probably why it's lending itself to being flipped to, but, uh, or is it, that's actually the second or third time. So it's really not that many times. See, it's good when you're at this point and you're still trying to make something sound like it's not supposed to be trying to happening. That's even healthier than anyways. And by the way, then I flipped to page 213, which is a 21, which is a 3, so it's a 33. And it says the god figure toward Caliban, the lustful vice figure. Oh, 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 no, we're supposed to hear this. Okay, hold on. Oh, for fuck's sake. Thus in the Tempest, written some 50 years after England's open participation in the slave trade. This is amazing. Wow. The island's Wow. The island's native is made the embodiment of lust, disobedience, the irredeemable evil, while it's his enslaver is presented as a god figure. It makes an enormous difference in the expectations raised, whether one speaks of the moral obligations of Prospero, the slave owner, toward Caliban, his slave, or speaks of the moral obligations of Prospero, the god figure, toward Caliban, the lustful vice figure. In the second instance, the, allegor the allegorical symbolic, 
the only requirement is that Prospero be punitive towards Caliban and that he defend his daughter Miranda's chastity, that daughter being needed as a pawn to counterbalance Caliban's lust. In this symbolic scheme, Miranda is deprived of any possibility of human freedom, growth, or thought. She need only be chaste to exist as a walking emblem of chastity. This kind of symbolism is damaging in that it deflects our attention away from the fact that real counterparts to Caliban, Prospero, and Miranda exist, that real slaves, real slave owners, and real daughters existed in 1613 for Shakespeare's contemporaries and have continued to exist since then. Well, damn. All the world's a stage indeed. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, besides the fact that, like, things are going to happen no matter what, because the life that we lead when you wake up and there you are, there, there it is, you know, that's, that's your life. There's still a bigger and more spiritual thing happening. And it's, you know, we've had these conversations. A few of us are uh, in the Invisibles reading group here, in fact. Uh, all the male participants, in fact. And uh, Nadia is probably going to want to join it in 2020. I, I sent her a picture of the omnibus earlier. Mm -hmm. But uh, it's a reading group where cool stuff happens. But uh, talking about cookies and cream and just sounds like someone who's just like completely out of control with her life, who's just seeking to escape it. And who's just like acting like Caliban almost. And like, there's going to be people out there who are going to come towards those people and who are going to say, Hey, you're not controlling yourself. I'm going to control you. And there's a whole big play going on with life. And I think my biggest recent thing is to control myself. Actually, I've always been, this is, I've, I've had this written down, control yourself that you may master yourself. Like I've had that down for the longest time. I live by that. That's in, that, that's important on to a degree I can't even express. But I think that something about finding your center and just always living, like Miguel Connor says, living your own gospel, writing your own myth. Something about being of integrity and you know questioning authority. You know, if you question the authority, well, who's authority? right who's who's people looking to right now i'm not, you know what i mean like let's not use any three letter names you know doctor who might you know uh i'll tell you one thing though by the way the other day we had a presentation of the holy saints john at lodge and right before then my mom gave me a doctor who tardis cover to put on my other doctor who tardis cover so now i have two covers that say saint john on them or two holy saints johns which are parallel anyways. So it's very cool that, um, yeah, I know dude, like it's, it's, this is a dream basically of symbols and, uh, emotions and conflicts. But, uh, right now we're trying to work for the side of those who integrate and upward spiral and evolve using art, using clarity, uh, using the, uh, perfect union of contrary things. So, um, I think we're getting close to the end of the conversation where that, you know, we're seeing that you, you can't blame it on other people because then you're just going to be some smelly little baby in his own diaper and, you know, no amount of action from there is going to, you can't rise above it like that. You have to actually, you know, do the work and uh, you can't just stand around in your shit. You know what I mean? So, 
Uh, and it's also about the uh, state of society itself, talking about how we are, you know, I mean, it's the nature of things. Uh, I don't want to say Machiavellian almost, but uh, I don't know. There's so much to say though, about like floods and things like that and the calm before the storm. People really need to watch that Trump's penis Jake Kotze video. It's a uh, best seen on Vimeo. But uh, one thing, we're not buying your dubious state of serenity. I almost feel like that line should be like super focused on. Does anyone want to... Besides that line or anything, it's, uh, any thoughts as we're as we're winding up, uh, and maybe some uh, thoughts about the either those lyrics, any other the bigger themes, the artwork, uh, any other thoughts that come to mind. This is the time to start to do that. Uh, Patrick, do you have anything you want to start with? Um, yeah, we're not buying your dubious state of serenity. Um, yeah, I mean, that's kind of at least as far, at least kind of American culture right now, you know, we, you know, there's, there's all this drama and stuff, uh, you know, on the, on the surface, but then, you know, people are posting, you know, on like, you know, Instagram say, you know, constantly posting, you know, their vacation photos and, you know, pictures of their dog and like, (laughs) you know, the, the kind of the social media presence is trying to put on airs as though everything is just, just peachy keen with with their life but it is probably not um yeah that'd be that'd be my uh kind of sense of that there that is genius that is wonderful uh, i feel like that was a huge part that we would have missed if we didn't put it just like that but that's a huge aspect of it isn't it it really is uh that's all part of the grand song itself like in forgetting that we are bound to reach out and become more than this. And we can only do that if we actually aren't in a state of schizophrenia from the real true, true, like the dubious yeah. date sounds like someone who's completely sober with um, their self in every way that's, you know, but not emotionally. And they're going to have an emotional drunk episode or something like equivocating emotional outbursts of sobriety or temperance, because that's what it is. And I'll say this too, the temperance is like a, you know, it's a song of, it's, it's the art card. So it's an art about art. So it's self-reflexive. It's, it's, um, Drostian, um, Mandelbrot. It's, uh, it's, it's self, uh, it, it exists. And so, um, basically to say that it is art for art's sake would be hilarious but um, you get drunk on that joke. But the idea is that it's a seven and a seven and a 14 is the temperance card. You temper an instrument, an instrument as tempering, a band as tempering your uh, disposition, like as the holy gift, uh, quote unquote, ends on before it cycles back again, uh, is the temperament of a person. Temperance is a cardinal virtue. It's one of the four. Um, Nadia shared the uh, Scorpio and uh, the eagle, the angel, the uh, Leo, and the Taurus earlier, and I wanted to make a note, that's uh, the four Boston Red 33, Red 33 meetups are done during the fixed signs for that purpose. They, they exist for themselves now, too. Uh, we, it's just the easiest way to do that, and they're there. It's also the time I began Rosicrucianism was in Aquarius, the angel one. Uh, anyways, um, let, me, uh, let, me, let me say that one of the more important 
aspects we can take away from this is actually using the material in here to center ourselves, to better ourselves, and to actually when when you're not listening to this voice, these voices here, when you've called these voices, when you're you know alone with God and your higher holy guardian, you're gonna have to deal with you. And, you know, uh, that's that's where the rubber meets the road. And it's you who's then also still dependent on society. So what state is the society in? Because that's the state you're in. So what's your celestial temperament? What's your, you know, tempt your temptress or your tempter. Tempt them. Make them tempted by you because you were so still. Bunch of kids tried to call me a fag and a pussy and a queer the other day. And. Just walking out of town hall after paying my excess tax. God damn it, excess tax. And I was wearing this awesome paisley-ish flourishy shirt. You know, it's got some awesome flowers on it, man. I'm sure there's a picture of me somewhere. My silver shoot on, my bitchin' necklace with my meteorite pendant. Just awesomeness all around, looking fantastic. And I could have, you know, given in, lost my center, and like turned around, flipped them off, said whatever, you know, whatever Bostonian thing you could imagine. But I decided to keep going and just like really Teflon donned it water off the everything duck off the back wall. You know, I was like a so Teflon that the water flowed right out of the ground and flew into the sky kind of thing. And it was just like, awesome dude. And I could feel the hurt in the voice after they couldn't get me too. It was like all sorts of subtle energies going and such. And I just felt like a billion bucks. And that was like one of the best magic spells that I've cast. One of the best rituals I've done in years. That was just wonderful. I stilled myself. I put my finger. I did the sign. I stilled myself while I was walking. I held myself quiet. And I held my uh, my energy together. And it's just like, damn, man. In 20 years, I'll be like chilling, feeling good about myself. And they'll be like, yeah, remember that time I couldn't contain myself and I yelled pussy out the window? Yeah, man. That was a thing I did. So it's the same idea that no amount of wind can begin to cover up their petulant stench and demeanor. And, you know, they were probably high. <laughs> but the idea is that... <laughs> And not the cool kind. Well, anyways, I'm for for anyone who's like super like uh, quiffy about that stuff. Doesn't matter anymore. Our generation gets it. So I guess uh, let's carry on a bit further. There's a little bit more to say. I get the feeling, but we're we're really nearing the end zone. And everyone got to talk about their projects. We baked the sweetness into the bread. What are you talking about? Stop. Let someone else talk now. Dave, talk, please. <laughs> Yeah, the only thing I was thinking about, you know, dubious state of serenity. Maybe just think of the, uh, <clears throat> you know, the general public who uh, everything's okay as long as I have some random agency with random alphabet letters telling me what to do. Then I don't have to worry. You know, that's the first thing that came to mind with that one. Well, it's Dr. What, how do you spell it? W-H-O? Who? Is that how it's spelled? <clears throat> Uh, sorry, owls aren't. Are, are there owls here? The owls are not what they seem. There are owls in the uh, magic forest of Final Fantasy VIII, the timber owls. God, my mind is... I don't know if I'm... If Is this healthy anymore? Okay, I'm back. Oh, I am back. Oh, my God. Is this supposed to be comedy? This is your idea of funniness? This is funny? No, it's, 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 it's just the meta-narrative oozing through you, my friend. So, anyways, yeah, dude. I think that... Um, People who need to pay attention to an external source obviously don't even have their own real God. Like that's the whole thing back around to the priest class being the intermediary between you and, you know, it's like, uh, it's, it's a very important concept in the skeleton that we were talking about that you could see Alex Gray made this or whoever was the artist that did the skeleton. Um, it shows the hierophantic triple layered, like, um, you know, your own ability to connect to the divine 
which you know can be terrifying if you're not doing uh sometimes it's terrifying no matter what but um you know it can be terrifying if you're going in with the right uh ma'ati impurities i suppose is what i'm trying to say but basically um we're looking at this like inter uh <laughs> Where am I trying to go with this? You're, you're looking at an interdimensional authority. You're looking at giving up your sovereignty on like super multi-levels if you're doing that. And that's as above, so below. I don't think it goes very far to say, you know, there's an old story about a Masonic lodge. Uh, all of us will dig this uh, in the uh, revolutionary times. It's, uh, you know very uh it's 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 apocryphal that there was an empty masonic lodge that night that the uh the tea was dumped into the harbor you know what i mean it's like we were raised by people who fought for our free i come my blood in my dna veins my archetypal the stuff i carry i'm a descendant of the harrington house anyone who's the son of the american revolution will know who the harringtons are and anyone who knows the american revolution will know that the Battle of Lexington, a man was mortally wounded. He was one of the first Americans, first patriots wounded by the Redcoats, lurched back home to his wife because the freaking battle was on their front porch. The battle front was their backyard, basically. And he lurched and died in his wife's arms. And uh, that's my ancestors. And, uh, you know, they didn't win that war with uh, registered weapons is the meme I saw, right? I saw a meme. No, you know, I have an independent thought too. And I think that, damn, man, that's profoundly true. That's not how that worked. I like watching the Futurama joking about it still. That's all the head in the jar level. I think it's interesting that people really have paid lip service to courage and chivalry and orders without actually wanting to even know what that means on the as above, so below level. And I think that's one of the things that like the discussion of this album can bring to us too, is like the consequences for not giving yourself authority over your autonomy and your individual space within. And that's your own two ears between your eyes, your third eye and all in between up and down that chakra cycle system channeling. So, I mean, like you want to open yourself up to divinity or you want to open yourself to permanent pain that's a question you have to answer, but the the repercussions are multivalent. They are hidden. They are obvious. They are multifold, but it's the quality of your life you're leading. That quiet moment that no one else can tell you what's what. When, you know, all of your, you know, the Tom Petty saying, the word, most things I worry about never happen anyway. So you really need to give yourself some self-love as a long-term, short-term of this entire conversation. This album is a tool for you. It's also um, harmonically designed, it seemed. Uh, some stuff, Patrick, you were looking up. It looks like it's almost like um, meditative music or like, um, like a caduceus wand itself, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, just the way it's... The musical structure of it, yeah, there's a lot of... A lot of 33s and 7s and, and all that. And, uh, the way Adam Jones's guitar and Maynard's voice were like using counterpoint, it looked like it was like the equivalent of like when a cat purrs and, he and heals a human or some harmonically healing tones. So it seems like there's also like something baked into the cork work, of the, 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 the coil work, the, the copper work of this. 
uh, alembic that is made to make people receptive to that upward spiral uh, influence, that dissension of the angels, that as we rise to meet them, they descend to meet us. Yeah, the uh, the instruments themselves are the coiling coiling serpent. <laughs> it's funny coming from a guy whose initials are NFLM. Oh yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, it's true, right? I'm I must be just a really sexy middle-heighted not too tall, not too short Nephilim. That's that's <laughs> just in plain sight. That's what it's got to be. It's obviously after this long conversation go back just meet in the back room with alex and tool and just be like all right they all think it now this is good let's go um so anyways no um i i think that's another aspect of this as well these topics that we talk about in the alternative so-called uh the the freedom or the creative or the uh spiritual or whatever um a lot of people act the same way with ideas as an uh, as a virus in the first place. And again, ultimately memes are, you know, the, you know, this goes back to like how it was one with like a mimetic virus. You could look into how ideas themselves are things that people would either inoculate themselves against or otherwise. And to bless yourself with immunity against fe- an injection of fear also speaks to letting other people actually put metals into your body using injections that could actually stop you from being able to be part of the human race going forward. That's another aspect of this. Dropping the mic like it's hot, causing nuclear bomb clouds to rise from the dust and rubble. Motherfucker. So I'm just saying, there's a lot to this. It's responsible and incumbent upon each individual no JFK Jr. is out there doing a lot of good work right now. Dark Journalist is out there doing a lot of good work right now. Miguel Connor, as I said, you got Frederick Xavier and Gordon White. Very important people in these times to listen to voices, the adult voices in the room. No agenda, Adam Curry, John C. Dvorak. The adult well, I said adult and then I said them, but the adults plus Adam and John. And to listen to the adult and responsible and sane and seasoned and have been there and seen thing voices. And that's the wisdom aspect, right? And that's why Tool is trying to share their wisdom on this one. Guys, are we uh, still running here? What's the last few bits? Nadia, what do you have to say for us? Um, well, I guess, uh, are we still going to be on this song or did you want to talk about Mockingbeat? We can go yeah. into any of these if you want to. Yeah, any anything's uh, anything on this album's game right now. Sure. Cool, cool. Um, another instrumental, very interesting. Um, we're, you know, you know how nature. Uh, it goes back to how uh, innovations mock nature, not mock them, but uh, what's that? Sorry, my brain is. No, I like the thread piece. you're on though. This is good yeah. though. Um. Uh, innovation um, mimics nature, I guess you would say. Um, we we have a bunch of uh, um, sounds here that you know they're they're uh, human made you know um, noises that is you know it's mimicking nature, just like how a mockingbird you, you were mentioning earlier how a mockingbird mimics the car alarm. It's kind of this back and forth between nature and humans um it's uh i guess it's coming back you know at the end of it all we're all just we're all just animals you know we've got these instincts and um you know 
it's we're all we're all one really it's not is there any real delineation i don't know but that's that's my thought on that that's i like the uh i like that when you like it makes me think of um david lynch did this great album uh called dark night of the soul and i mean like that album is one to listen to if you are in that state but uh <clears throat> there's a song called pain with iggy pop on it and he sings i'm a mix of man of god and monkey and that goes back to kind of what you were saying that we're all still an animal and this is addressing that it's like addressing one of the two it's like well okay we are all love is what the spiritual community and like up here wants to say all right but <clears throat> what about what's going on down at the opposite end of the spectrum what are we all you know what i mean mm -hmm. and he says and they say as a band how do we address getting people to actually change if you're trying to get them with music through here and you're trying to get all 33 of the spectrum then you're going to want to start with a topic about here or get them address them at this level so that's actually another thing that i didn't even think about till this point but there's that whole aspect of it just being an album as something that goes in through all of the chakras up here and then it's something that they rooted using the anchor no pun intended of mm -hmm. that theme thematic device itself so you're almost in a state of like you know it's just like the it's a horror movie going in because it's fear that you know but it's also not but there's different levels to it that way whoa that was cool um anyways so i think we're getting close towards the end that uh that bothers me too i wrote a uh a, i i don't like that the um the birds, because it's not just mockingbirds that sing the way that a, uh, a car alarm goes. It's affected other birds as well. But it's also talking, you know, there's, there's several different levels of things here. They're talking about entrainment as well. Catherine Austin Fitz talks about this, how she was at this, uh, you know, it's like the people with the toilet paper. They're entrained to freak out about it. Catherine Austin Fitz, former secretary uh, of housing, urban, uh, assistant HUD secretary, I think in Bush and Clinton, Bush one. She was uh, talking about how she went to this uh, talk and she didn't even like the guy doing the thing. He was talking about stuff she didn't like. She was against what he was talking about, but she still found herself clapping for him. Hmm. And so it's that kind of thing, which is insidious okay. AF. It's yeah. like, hey, you don't need this extra coat package for your car, but... And that's how we got here. How did we get to where we're at? It was on soy fried american fries in stridex wrestling commercials ending up in a professional wrestling president that holy shit now we're facing this amount of liberty i mean are you confused did you what did you expect and now here's also something to do about it that's basically the long and short of this conversation i guess tonight does everyone feel good about this? Did we get enough out that this was useful and good for people? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think so. Dave? Yeah, definitely. I think so. Holy shit, man. We did a lot tonight, guys. I think it's about time. Um, any other um, last thoughts or anything? Um, any uh, favorite tracks you want to talk about? Like, uh, we didn't really talk much about Mockingbeat or Litany Contra de la Pur or uh, Legion Inoculant. Um, I like Legion Inoculant. It sounds kind of like a Star Trek-ish kind of thing. 
And I do like how Dune ties into this. And there's all sorts of like Twin Peaks, X-Files stuff going on because we have to think about the shows and things that inspired the, not just the esoterics that went into this, but the actual art that went into it because they're huge X-Files fans, that's for sure. I noticed that the FI on files was highlighted on the series and it might've subconsciously slipped into their minds. They saw the X-Fi with the X and stuff like that. And like, Fi, F-I, Fear Inoculum. Zelda has that character, Fi, who's the interdimensional spirit. They might play Zelda in Final Fantasy. And Fi, Fi, Final Fantasy, F-I, F-I. Fifi, there's that, there's that Clandon Steinley sexy-dressed poodle that we talked about earlier. Fifi, it's manifested out of nowhere there. Anyways, I think this is really getting close to the end. I know that we also have really good luck with doing things like this. So I'm going to read this. Oh, shit, son. I flipped open to page 396. In a world which is creating itself. Yeah. The idea of divinity does not remain outside, but is embedded in the totality of self-organization dynamics at all levels and in all dimensions. I mean, come on now. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> That's how we're ending the show. I'm just going to say good night, everyone. Good night, Nadia, Dave, and Patrick. Good night. Good night. Thanks for having us on. Yeah, thank you. And that is the way to do it. This was the Six of Cups. Yes, it's still a podcast. Thank you for listening. Go to occultfan.com and uh, something, something donate. Mostly because you want the show to be around. Mostly because you want to play the value for value role playing game. Mostly because you want to see what happens to that freaking unicorn. And also when you win. Real treasure is to be found. So with that being said, guys, thanks again. And thank you for listening to the Six of Cups. All right, cool. That's it. I'm going to hit the, that's the show though. So, uh, hey, uh, thanks guys. That was awesome. Yeah. No, that was fun. Yep. Oh, oh. I like getting everybody's ideas and interpretations on this. That was cool. You know, it made me appreciate the music a little more. So. Yeah, definitely. Well, that's good that it had that effect then. Mm -hmm. And stop the recording. Thank you so much for listening to the Six of Cups. I can't even tell you how much fun it was to do this. It's a pleasure, a joy, and a a gratitudinality for me. I, I I'm very grateful that I get to do this, and I'm grateful that you listen, and I'm grateful that you trust me with your time enough to do this I, I am going to continue to improve this I'm going to continue to make this something that is valuable and something that is professional and high art and loving and I mean these things you you, you realize this so um, go out and be merry to the degree that you feel brave and free and I hope that you feel free as a springtime should feel because it's about that time coming right now in Twente Torante. Not to put a timestamp too much on these things. But they are art and we do that. So yes, this was recorded on, uh, I believe, St. Patrick's Day. I'm not I'm not even going to swear to that right now. Because actually, I think it was the night before St. Patrick's Day. That's correct. March 16th. 316 it was. That's right. Alright guys. Well, frankly, y'all the tits. Thank you for listening to this. Um, 
I do think it's important to be mature and gentlemanly and upstanding. And I do also think it's important for me to have fun and do my wild man thing. So, you know, um, when it's in the art, it's the performance. And, you know, you're like David Lynch said, put it into your art. And that's how I'm doing it. Uh, he said that about certain uh, topics in life. But um, I'm just doing that in general. So when I'm on stage, when I'm singing, when I'm performing, it's all a performance. It's make-believe. When I'm doing this, it's a performance of sorts. But you got to understand that, like... That rocks all the sacred trickster stuff up in it. This to me is uh, a different sort of art. My on stage stuff, my music, you know, it's felt, but there's also times for bombastivity, <laughs> bombasticitiness. <laughs> so there's the same here. It's a high and low mix, and you take what you get. You know, if you like it, you like it. You know, I'm not, I'm not making this for anyone, but for the highest truth. You know what I'm saying? So what's up? All right. So that's really all we got to say on the show right now. Um, appreciate everyone who stayed and listened to the end of this especially uh those of you who have stayed to the end this might be a really good time for you to consider throwing a donation this way for the show and playing the game and getting mixed up into the magic of this because you've already given your your time and attention this far this is a hyper sigil um just it is that's what's going on here um (laughs) be sure now (laughs) up together now windfall together now up together now, windfall together now, up together now, windfall together now. That's all of us, all right? And that's part of the show, the Six of Swords, Six of Discs, Six of Wands, Six of Cups, baby. Thank you for listening. It's only going to get better and even better and even better because I have so much untapped potential and I am dedicated to bringing that to you. And you were only just seeing the tip of the iceberg of what Eckhart Pan, <laughs> Nathan Lee, another Foster, Nate Foster, can do by the way yeah that makes it super simple so you know how to address me it's like what is it it's nathan lee miller foster is the name but nate foster it's easy too right seems like it's good for like putting on an album or something just nate foster we'll see gotta figure all that as it emanates i'm looking for a particular relationship too i'll put this at the end of the show this is excellent because i used my um first episode there with uh steven uh grimsteak steve steak to do the shout out and uh attractivity to uh, magnetize musicians of high caliber and quality think um sonic youth and radiohead and say like tom petty uh you gotta you gotta really get in you gotta like really actually just be i'm looking for people who are into those people like that kind of music uh and understanding steely dan todd runner and k bush obviously primus pink floyd and led zeppelin and tool uh, that's your jam. Um, I also actually want to expand it to saying like it's not just that like I have a lot of deep interests in hip hop, Aesop Rock, Sage Francis, Seven uh, L, Esoteric Dose One. I mean we're talking like um, even a uh, Scroobius Pip to point, but like just straight up like that kind of stuff. Uh, Scroobius Pip and uh, what's his name? Uh, much later in the in the game. I'm also into like all the other side of the things with like the classical music. Honestly, like I uh, I have. I have reference for uh, all levels of classical. Gregorian chant music is some of the most important in my life. Uh, now that you're listening to the end of the embers of the show, uh, Radiohead, huge impact in my life. Saw them at Bonnaroo 2006 on LSD, and I had a definite experience that I'll get into another time. Uh, who else? I think I saw uh, Claypool at that same Bonnaroo, and Tom Petty was there. I saw him on Mushroom Honey. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, let's... I think it's about time to get more into the entheon, uh, entheogens on this show, too. I think that's what's up. So, um, yeah, you know, like, 
fucking so much stuff going on right now that I just want to make sure that like I am like maximally um, utilizing this uh, time period for my own alchemical advancement evolutionarily and alembically. I have entered into a state where I am perfecting now more so. Um, I enter into a brand new cycle probably at the end of not this year, uh, but the, n not the next year either, but um, a little bit after the super uh, con conjunction. So probably about two years after, I'm going to explode all over the place in a good way, positive way. Like, you know, the, the metaphor of like, someone's exploding, fashion, <laughs> dance. <laughs> okay, stuff like that too, like for sure. I'm, I'm magnetic and very attractive and helpful and loving and useful and kind and yeah very cool so i'm just trying to keep myself there too it, it helps that like um i have relied more on spirituality than substances but there's such still room for substances it's not even funny you know what i mean um bury me at acacia place <laughs> and so with that my darling lovies um i really do want to say that like that's that's my natural mode like i'm I don't know, fiercely protective, and I want there to be love. I want there, you know, fix your heart or die kind of thing. Um, so, mushroom therapy, mushroom gel, toothpaste, what's going on here? I was going on another point before, but I, I feel like I've kind of like turned on to so many different left turns down the, the axial proteal gland that I'm going to bring it all back around to the... I want to be very useful and make sure that what you're getting out of the show is going to feed your soul. And that's really where we've gone with this. I think that's a long enough extra. <laughs> extra? Is that what we're calling it now? Outro? Dude, I think this is the point where you should just, you know, <laughs> end while you're ahead. <laughs> Fantastic. Hey, guys, thank you so much for listening. And if you have any guest recommendations um, and suggestions, please do always feel free to bring those up. If you have thoughts, topics, reactions, your responses, um, how you feel, Please get back to me uh, in the Six of Swords Discord. That's the ways. That's the place to do it. The, the ways and means and place to do it. That's the ways to do it. <laughs> so, um, thanks again. And um, I think it's important to like. I don't know. I just want to say like, no one's perfect. Like I'm not perfect. Like there's nothing perfect. Like we, uh, just do the best you can. Like really become good at letting the little things go. That's that's super important now. Um, I love you guys. For what it's worth, I do. I know that we're all one. I know it's, like, super complicated and, like, even, like, you know, the mitosis in my own experiences. It's, it's, it's difficult to let go of this, but I'm, I'm letting it go, you know. Uh, it's, it's the great turn. And I have turned with love. And I love you all. And I am here for you. I've got your back. For whatever that means. You know what it means to you. All right. Um, you know what to do. <laughs> I've got really nothing left to say. You know where to go. You know how to reach me if you need to talk to me or say hi or want to talk to me or whatever. You know how to donate to keep the show going and to really make me feel high. <laughs> like, obviously emotionally happy and safe and secure and sexy. And, uh, you know, um, I think I'm going to end with a Thucydides quote that's on my website, actually. So if you go to donate, uh, you're already going to be there. So check out this quote while you're there donating. Um, and course uh the secret number if you've listened all the way uh i'll see you donating Th those who donate 333.09 will get a special uh super deep thank you uh if you donate that in the remainder of this month that will be uh for those who listen this long and who are uh, on the level because they see that there is a lot of value in this. And uh, 
<laughs> here I go saying that if you don't do it, but you know that's how I feel. I feel like I do a good show, and it's gotta, it's gotta, it's gotta be that way in a way. You know what I mean? You have to love yourself to make other people be like, yeah, value. Anyways, um, I can't wait till I get even better at this because there's so many other people that are great in this uh, for my peers out there. I'm not going to go listing them right now, actually. Uh, I'm just going to let you see organically what happens with that. But I'm really excited. There's so many great people out there, and I'm looking forward to uh, working with a lot of y'all who are still sticking around listening to these, too. So, um, like I said on um, Aeon Byte recently, or you'll be hearing that recently, <laughs> um, it's uh, the three jobs I have. I'm a musician. I like to call it rock star, but professional musician is A-OK. It's fine. It's absolutely good. Uh, professional broadcaster. Uh, that's what I'm doing right now. A radio host. Uh yeah, I like radio host. There's <laughs> nothing wrong with podcasting, but I like radio host. Uh, back to the days of free radio, back when I was uh, had my show back in college, played a lot of Modest Mouse, Radiohead, uh, what else, Pixies. Um, and finally, uh, author, writer, poet, the, you know, the, 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 the writey things, the books and the things and the poetry and the meta novels and such, as well as, uh, I love Jen. I like to end it. That's the four. Like, if there's a tri-force, tri you know, one, two, three, those are my jobs. Musician, uh, radio, and artist uh, of, of authorings. <laughs> Authoring, artist, artor. Um, then you would say that uh, the, the center that holds it all together is my relationship with Jen. And I love you, Jen. I love you very much. You are just irreplaceable. You're, you're invaluable. You're sexy. And you're so talented. Anyways, <laughs> you listened all the way to the end to hear me give a shout out to my better half. <laughs> Guys, I, lo I love you too in, uh, in, a, in a special and different way. But uh, let's finish it up with the, the bravest are surely those who have the clearest vision of what is before them. Glory and danger alike. And yet notwithstanding, go out to meet it. Alright guys, that's been the show Six of Cups. This is Six of Cups 3 from March of 2020. Stay happy, have fun, and oh yeah!